Welcome to episode 32 of Sound.Wave, the first podcast to reach planet Earth from Cybertron. I'm Nell, and I am great at Transformers. And I'm Greg, and I suck at Transformers. This week, we will be discussing Robots in Disguise, issues 33, 34, and 35. Let's just jump right into it. Here. Let's jump right into it. But I do want to say, well, no, never mind. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. So yeah, okay. jumping in here on 33. Um, first of all, I don't know let's what look cover. At the, let's, let's, yeah, let's start with the cover. I have a hand reaching out of a pool yes. of a liquid and yes. a bunch of robots up the, a in of, reflection. A bunch of beauties looking down at this. Uh, See Mr. Starscrum and yeah. a, a wind blade. Yeah. Uh, and then these two up here. Well, I was not immediately able to recognize. I assume that's Iron Hide. Yes. Yeah, Iron Hide. And uh, I'm trying to like twist my head to figure out who that is. Is that Blur? Yeah. Hey, there we go. I did it. You got it. Look at you. You're great at Transformers. (laughs) And we Uh, have a hand coming out of almost this cauldrony looking green liquid yes um so I, I have to ask you you saw this you again read these month by month yes uh what were and the you covers thinking? tend to come right. out before yes they come out long before in anything else in the the monthly solicits uh, yes what were you thinking when you saw this as soon as i saw this cover i was dying i was like give me 33 i just i gotta get to 33 I, I like because I just I knew like after the three monologues issue and when my hope and my heart was put back together, not right. only put you back together. Af- let's just just a reminder to the listeners: you have an affinity yes. for a certain robot I, who was taken out of commission all too soon. Yes, way back in issue fourteen, Wheeljack was shot in the back of the head by Prowl, who at the time was being mind controlled by Bombshell. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> of course, funnily enough, nobody noticed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> even when he had his friend with a gun to the back of his head. But, um, so that, again, that was so long ago. And that was where we left him for the longest time. And then I believe it's issue 23 monologues. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an issue then later, um, where, Starscream, and it, it is a great issue, even before I got to the end reveal where, uh, so it's, it's just, just following Starscream, um, between, yeah, I think it is 20 because it's right before Dark Cybertron because, uh, Metalhawk is dead at that point. So Starscream's talking to, he's talking to Metalhawk, who of course is a corpse at that point. He's talking to Megatron, who was kind of like a corpse, but like, right. he, was he was kind of like in a coma. In yeah. <laughs> and then the last person he's talking to in that issue, we don't see, but the way he's speaking kind of, let gives you an idea of who it is and then they reveal that he starscream went back to the black room to where prowl had all the decepticons and he went and got wheeljack's body and he put wheeljack back together so because knowing this knowing that like starscream's got him we he's not awake yet but starscream has him he's taking care of him um i knew he would be coming back eventually so when i saw this cover i just i was i couldn't wait i was like i did you did you know that this is what this was gonna be like i very strongly assumed that this was wheeljack's hand that this was wheeljack coming being brought up out of the uh his kind of suspended state where he was being healed and repaired um 
And uh, yeah, so sure. so in my head, I was like, this has got to be it. This has got to be him. Um, I was prepared to be disappointed if it wasn't, but... <laughs> uh, so with luckily, all of that said, let's get into the comic. Yes, I'm going to talk a lot in this one, just about I, I should hope so. <laughs> I, like, my notes have pictures of, like, hearts and unicorns <laughs> on them because I love this one so much. Um, but we will remember uh, where we left off on Cybertron as far as the comics go. Sure. Um it was with the Windblade miniseries. Right. Uh Windblade is the city speaker. She's sort of at odds with Starscream and the Metro Titan is hurt and needs help. Yes. So they're kind of in the process now. We got through the events of Windblade at this point and um we can see kind of in this uh the recap page that we know where we left off with them was that they had all come to an understanding. Uh Yes. Romeo's going to cool it. And um, so ideally then now um, Metroplex can kind of recuperate and Windblades had the last we saw of her. She told Starscream, hey, you help us out. Like, let's let's be cool. Let's work together. When that when Metroplex. Right. When he's fully operative, we'll be able to use the space bridge and you can spread whatever you want to other cultures. Yes. You get to kind of be this ambassador for Cybertron when that bridge is up. You just have to work with us. Yeah. She just appealed to his sense of desire for power, which is totally smart thing to do with Starscream. Brilliant. Like that, she learned fast. Yes. That is exactly the right thing she should have done. Um, Uh, So that's where we last left off. Again, on this recap page, we immediately see hey everything looks gorgeous because the art is by sarah stone yes because of course the reminder yeah all the recap is right. from the windblade miniseries and then luckily this whole issue is drawn by sarah stone so we're going to be talking about, a lot about that too how fortunate are we like this <laughs> issue is just blessings on blessings on blessings for me <laughs> like usually i gush a lot about more than meets the eye because there's so much like not sure, that there isn't so a lot in robots in disguise but yes stuff. Exactly. There's it's so dense with so many characters who we're not used to seeing, at least, you know, in the history of the franchise. Um, This issue, this is I I have a feeling this is going to be on par with the way (laughs) that we tend to overanalyze more than meets the eye. (laughs) This is the good shit. It Uh, really, really is. I'm so excited. And naturally, if we're going to talk about a book being gorgeous, it better open with four totally solid black panels. And it does. I'm I'm overjoyed. I couldn't be happier. <laughs> so it does start out completely dark and we just have thoughts going on. And yes. if you were like me and you presumed correctly, we know who these thoughts are. And um they're uh kind of just like thoughts that are just newly coming online. And right. they're it, it, it discusses the idea of memory. And yes. these these it, it refers to a couple things. And again, these first like five pages are going to be so it's going to be like an hour of audio. So <laughs> let's let's just get through it. Uh, he brings up uh, this person speaking. We don't know who it is yet. Yeah. Uh, discusses things like uh, f- uh, himself and Ferax palling around in the old days. Who is Ferax? Which actually it's a misspelling. It should be oh. Ferrick. Um, mm. F-E-R-A-K. Okay. And here's an interesting thing about him. We learn, um, I believe this was all in Bullets, which was part of uh, uh, Last Stand of the Wreckers. Um, 
Farrick actually developed the previously mentioned nightmare engine, oh. which we've kind of, we've, yeah, it's like come up in discussion before. So we, this person we don't know who's talking is thinking back to his days of being a scientist and he's saying palling around. Um, but so yes, this person Farrick developed the nightmare engine and he actually became a member of Squadron X, which is like the anti wreckers for the Decepticons. Oh, yikes. So yeah, very, so you imagine that must have been a very old days unless this is a Decepticon talking. Hmm. <laughs> um, uh, but we... we sh- it's not, because then they built a body for Orion Pax in this yeah. next memory. Uh, do we know when this... Uh, presumably Orion Pax has had a couple bodies. Yes, I believe this one... Oh, yeah. So <laughs> Optimus or Orion, they tend to, you know... It's the same kind of deal with Megatron, you know, I feel like... Right. It, it's it's an easy attempt to update a design. Yes. Um. And uh, so... But I think that one might specifically be the Orion Pax spotlight. I could be incorrect there, but I feel like that's where my mind is going with that. Um. And then he does say something about a trip to Las Vegas, which yes. is like, he's like, that one's kind of fuzzy. I believe like that's infestation kind of oh, like Wheeljack was in there for a hot second. And like that had to do with Vegas. So I like, these are all, yeah, like he's remembering things that kind of have happened before, or, you know, are like part of the, the canon in some way, which I love. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I wrote down each of those individually. Like, so I, there's gotta be stories here. Nice. Our yeah. Show Look at you. Me asking about them. I um, love it. So we, we realize this person. Uh, yeah. Cause is... he says he's remembering all these, he has all these memories and they're fuzzy. And then he's like, wait, I remember. And then he suddenly remembers Megatron and he remembers him working against this piece we were all working so hard to build. Um, and it's interesting because this, and the reason this last thought, of course, is interesting is because he's, of course, remember whoever this person is. We, come on, we know who it is at this point. Sure. Uh, but, uh, this last thought of his is, I didn't trust him. I mean, right? Who would trust Megatron? Which, of course, <laughs> funnily enough, my darling, um, which we do turn the page. And we can see whoever this is. Right. Things start clearing up a little bit. And this person is looking at some upside down robots through (laughs) blue liquid. Yes. See, they're in some sort of tank, presumably. There's liquid, which I do want to point out. The liquid is draining the wrong way, but that's okay. Um, (laughs) We'll let it go. (laughs) Everybody's pretty. The liquid is pretty. That's very true. Um. But they're still mem- remembering as this is happening. It's, yeah, f- it starts out with four solid black panels, and then we come to four panels of just a group of people standing. And we know these people. It's Starstream, yeah. Rat Trap, and, um. Chromia, Starstream. Yeah. yeah. Did you already say Starstream? I'm sorry. Oh, I, I probably, I, I think I did, but. And Iron Hit Eye. Yeah, the, the gang is here. Um. And uh, this so, person is very confused. Yes. And so you're right. They're still remembering. He's like, wait, no, I have to. And even their memories are like, I have to tell somebody like I've I've just been captured. I have to go to somebody like I have a plan. I have to find someone. Um, I have to tell somebody before I get blasted, which if we will recall. And he does even say this person says, wait, no, I, I, I was blasted. I did get shot. And then, yes, he's just very confused. Um. And then we turn the page, and it's one of my favorite pages. 
<laughs> it's it's wheel shack uh drawn in that amazing Sarah Stone style oh, sort gorgeous. of like schlunking onto the ground he's like you can see right this tank that Starscream had him in is has been like drained and it's opened and he was upside down in it like a baby and so like when he when the liquid drained out of course he comes online and he's like on his like head and shoulders and right. his feet are in the air and he's kind of like wait and his first question was just, what did I miss? Well, he's gorgeous for a while. Oh, God, he looks so good. These colors are just stunning. He looks amazing. And I'm sure this had no impact on you whatsoever. No, no. I was just very passive about this whole thing. Uh, you know, I was losing my damn mind reading this entire issue. <laughs> and uh, the title of the issue is The World of Tomorrow, which I hope is a Futurama joke. I'm not sure, but I really <laughs> hope that it is. Uh, the other person who's losing their damn mind right now is Starscream. And so, yeah, I feel like I have a lot of parallels with Starscream in a number of ways. Uh, you are exactly just like Starscream. <laughs> Starscream and I have basically basically the same person um but we shared this parallel as well uh okay. <laughs> I, I, I do love this is such a good goof. <sighs> i what a what a every time someone wakes up from a coma this goof should happen he's like uh do you know who i am and people just like you're a guy who sounds like starscream but you're red <laughs> Because he's got so a new body. Sweet. He's never seen right. this before. Wheeljack hasn't seen this new body. Um, what a good, dumb joke. It, yeah. No, it is good. And it addresses the fact that also that he can't see very well because he's squinting as he's looking at Starscream. Um, yeah, he just calls him a red guy. Right. Like, I don't know, some red guy. Um, well, and it's it's so good because, uh, like, okay, so I'm like trying to explain how I feel here. Um, it's. I love this so much because here's the other thing. I don't know how much I've talked about this in the show. I think a little bit because I've had people talk to me about it. Um, my two favorites are Starscream and Wheeljack. Sure. Like they are my utmost favorites in Transformers. Yes, it's um, definitely come up. Right. Like I don't think this is a secret at this point. But and because obviously, even when Wheeljack vouched for Starscream back way back, you know, at the start of Robots in Disguise, it was like the best news to me. Um, I personally thanked John Barber for like giving me these two kind of cooperating with each other and working together and um you know being a good kind of uh example of an autobot and a decepticon working together of all the bots it could have been it just happened to be <laughs> my two favorites who in my head i was always like i think they'd get along i think those two would get along um and they so do it, it, right it means everything to me that even in this first panel that starscream yes when Look he has like genuinely relieved and joyful he is He's like we've so never happy. seen Starscream look like that. No, we haven't. Like he's so happy to see Wheeljack. He's genuinely excited. He is smiling at him, and he then turns around and goes and like has a huge text. And he's like, he's okay. He's okay, everybody. Like, right? He's so he's excited, thrilled, and even Chromie is like, why does he care? Right? Like Chromie is me. Like somebody is overacting here. Like he is so full of it because of course nobody has seen. This isn't what Starscream does. Right. Like, he doesn't act this way. He doesn't behave this way. Um, and even Winblade's like, he might actually mean it. Like, that might be genuine. Um, and I, I, I love that Chromia's like, well, if Starscream likes this guy, we probably hate this guy, right? Right. Which is a very fair. Right. That's totally reasonable. Right. Of course, they don't know him. They, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't around when the, uh, Kamians showed up. Um, so immediately we have, uh, yeah, we have Flatline scanning him, of course, which, oh God, 
flatline, gorgeous. Everybody looks so good. Absolutely. Um, I, I, can we take a minute to appreciate the expressions on Wimblade and Chromia's face here? Yes. Let's Chromia, just... I've never seen such a good side-eyeing. <laughs> She's very much like talking out of the side of her mouth like, okay, <laughs> let's get real here. And Wimblade is kind of, she's got that like kind of deer in the headlights look like. Yeah, she's like shocked. Yeah, she's kind of like, what do I, I, like, is I've, this, I've oh, never, I think it might be real. I don't like, is know. Is this Starscream? <laughs> did we misinterpret him? I don't. Yeah, like I really thought, this is the dude I thought was trying to murder me, like because oh, that right. seems like a thing he would do. And here he is, very excited about, again, a, a bot who they know, like Wheeljack has an Autobot symbol on him. You know what right. I mean? So yeah. like that's part of it too, I'm sure. And at least that's what I would be thinking. God, Starscream's so great. He's like, it's me, your old pal Starscream. I got a new body. Do you like it? I'm in charge oh. of Cybertron. Like, he's immediately like, I need to show off to my friend. Oh, my God. He's so excited to tell him about everything. And Wheeljack is Wheeljack again, like half asleep, is like, oh yeah, it's, it's not bad. You look pretty. Good. Wait a minute, what? Like, who? <laughs> what the fuck did you just say to me? Um, and great face again. Everybody has such good expressions, but right. I do love, yes, that like insistence, like Wheeljack, Wheeljack. Guess what? I have so much I want to tell you. Right. First, He's trying to show off to his crush for one, right? <laughs> Which, yeah, like it's uh, they're so cute. I love it. And um, obviously, Wheeljack reciprocates because he's like, oh yeah, you do look super hot. And then they just start banging right there. You just <laughs> get see, ruddy. It's disgusting. <laughs> this is the rare moment that I am now going to be like... <laughs> like, Greg, you gotta once. cut this. <laughs> well, no, for once, I'm not immediately like, yeah, those two are clearly in love with each other. Which I know is... So, like, not only is Starscream not act acting like himself, neither is Nell. Because, which, here's the thing. If you do pair these two, I get it. And I'm down. I totally get it. But in my mind, they just are so cute platonically um, that that's just where I go with it. But, hey, if sure. you're pairing these two, I want to read your fix. I want to see your fan Look, art. I can't help that it's canon that they just start hardcore raw dog boning right there <laughs> on the floor. Would Wheeljack even be capable of such a thing? <laughs> Not in his state. I <laughs> that would be my first concern, uh, is like, if he's healthy enough for right. such behavior. He just got out of a hospital, then, basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, Starscream's overjoyed. And then we see this massive, like, oh yeah, a lot of shit has happened lately. Yeah, Wheeljack has been out for a while. We get this beautiful two-page spread. Yeah, what a um, recap. It's uh, it's so good. And we have, yes, just kind of this montage of like Starscream's coronation, which I love. Of course, I love the way Sarah drew this because, um, of course, we have the crown, the, mm -hmm. the, the Starscream crown, the way she did his cape. Stunning. Uh, he looks like he's in Fire Emblem. I love it. it it's like draped over him in such a cool way. And I uh, love it. And he's, you know, got there's confetti in the air and right, he's waving, waving to his adoring public. Oh, it's so good. And and throughout all these wheeljack is kind of he is talking over it we as the readers know what the yeah. um i mean we we've we've events. seen this stuff we know yeah. about shockwave and the oars yes we so we see shockwave hooked up to right we see him hooked up to the, the engine like, there yeah yeah we see bumblebee dying as megatron is like holding on to him and yeah. bumblebee's like shot in the chest his eyes are out at this point so we know obviously that's when bumblebee gets killed by shockwave um 
<laughs> we have a beautiful little panel of rod pouting. That's the only at... word for it is pouting. <laughs> it's a full on pout. He has a pouting Thomas up there <laughs> and he's looking side eyeing Megatron, who of course is wearing an Autobot badge because we right. know he is a captain of the uh, Lost Light. And also the two Camina spots. Yeah, uh, we got our two our two ladies here at the side. The two that are present. I guess there's three total. And I do. Yes, of course, Nautica was like, hey, that new captain looks great. I'm going to go be on the Lost Light. <laughs> yeah, this uh, Megatron guy seems I'm gonna, I'm gonna pretty solid. I want to follow that guy to the ends of the earth. I definitely want to read his books. Um, <laughs> she's all about it. Uh, but I do love even when Wheeljack is talking about the Camians, he's like, oh, plus there were new Cybertronians from long lost <laughs> ancient colonies. And he goes, that's weird too, but I mean, it's cool. The more the merrier. Right. He's, Which he's is... kind of giving his input on all of these. He's like, yes, he's... I thought the lost light blew up, but that's, right. I guess that there didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't. That didn't happen. And then, yeah, and then he's talking about, of course, the fact that like Megatron of all people is <laughs> yeah, an Autobot exactly. now. How crazy he flew out of Rodimus. And oh, by the way, Rodimus isn't dead. Um, it is very so. I'm sure, right? Like he wakes up and Starscream's like, okay, let me tell you about everything that happened before and during Dark Cybertron and after. Exactly. Like let, let me let me tell you everything that's happened since issue fourteen. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a quick rundown. Uh, and we get a really good panel down here of the two of them just sort of dialoguing back and forth. Uh, Wheeljack and uh, Starscream. I want to call yeah. him Shockwave for a minute. Uh, <laughs> it just and he Wheeljack cracks a joke. He's like, "So should I call you Glorious Leader now?" And Starscream is like, "Please, Supreme Glorious Leader." <laughs> Come on, Wheeljack. He does insist. No, no, no. <laughs> Lord, Lord Starscream is fine. <laughs> and Wheeljack is like, "Oh, okay." Like, sure. oh, uh, yeah. You got it. Um, uh, so we're all just living in Metroplex, <laughs> right? And he explains, uh, "We're in Metroplex. Metroplex is hurt. We're trying to help him." And he can't he think of the word "help." Understand that phrase? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so some people, he, we find out now that some people are starting to move out of Metroplex. Yes, um, which is interesting. And so we do kind of get to learn more about that. Um, I do, again, want to shout out, I don't know what it is, but I know, and I know I've brought this up before, I love when people address each other by name. And so when Wheeljack says, gives Starscream, you mean to say, help him. Yes, that's what you're trying to do. <laughs> and Starscream's like, yes, that's it, Wheeljack. That's the phrase. And I don't know why I like it so much, but I like it so much. Um, so yes, they do, they say people are starting to move out. Um, and uh so now they're they're leaving whatever overlook where they had been right, whatever talking. beautiful vista yes were, uh, um, reuniting under yes um, and dudes going... are throwing stuff at starscream right wherever they're f like of course wheeljack is driving and starscream is flying and they're going through this uh kind of neighborhood wheeljack asks you know are these settlers like are these they're rebuilding stuff and we can even see on the wall there's a big painted decepticon symbol yes. um which is you know of note of course and then yes a rock is hurled at starscream he is called a sellout. Um, they want him and his Autobot buddy to get out of here. Because um, uh, we know that he's not been a friend of Decepticons recently. Right. Nobody is, and obviously nobody's very endeared yeah, to Starscream. Nobody Star super loved Starscream except no. uh, friggin' what's his name? The... Uh, uh, Scoop. Yeah. And even Scoop, you're kind of right. like. Mm -hmm. Scoop hates him now too. Right. Um, so they're, they are going through, and I, I it is interesting because Wheeljack is like, it's Decepticons here. And Starscream says, mostly, but not entirely, um, which I think is interesting. Um, so he's. 
you know, sure. so we do get a, a little insight into kind of what other people are doing outside of Metroplex. Because um, the way they were standing, the vista where they were standing was outside of the city. And so uh, clearly they were going through one of these right. uh, Settling kind of pop-up of, towns yes. on the way, or setups or whatever, on the way back in. Um, but now they're back in the city, we can tell. Uh, and Starscream is like, hey, so we're best friends, right? Yeah. And Wheeljack's yeah. like, uh, well, I mean, I kind of thought I should give you a chance, but like you deserve a clean slate. And Starscream's like, yeah, no, exactly. Uh, we're best friends. <laughs> right. Like I said, total besties. That's what we got to. Um, and it's, you know, and of course, Starscream's like, right, perfect. You thought it deserved a clean slate. Um, this is the chance for Cybertron to find its true destiny. And right. uh, Jack does bring up, he's like, Optimus is okay with that. And Starscream's like, he has to be because the people, this right, is that's like what everybody wants. Right. Lest we forget, Starscream was elected to be leader. Like he was chosen to Represent be in charge. The, the Cybertronians. Yeah. Yes. Um, um and Starscream, <laughs> this is a really interesting panel to me because Starscream says, uh, reg regarding Optimus, he says, we're not friends, he and I. I wish it were different. And Will Jack says, no, you don't. And he says, well, I don't really wish we were friends, but I do wish the situation were different. And as we, like, I believe that because, right. A, because it would make the situation a lot easier for Starscream. B, because, like, he's not, he has no reason to lie to Will Jack right now. Right. As far like as we know, he trusts him implicitly. Right. What we've seen of him, the way he speaks to him, the way he acts around him, you're kind of like, I kind of like, yeah, you're inclined to believe him saying that, to believe him saying, I do wish Optimus and I weren't at odds, if nothing else. Which is sort of a sad notion. It is. And it's it, and a very interesting one. And that's Starscream is such a good character because there is so much there. And it can go any kind of way. Like there's so much that you have to imagine that he's right. putting he's, on the surface yeah, he's and so much he's not saying. Indeed. Yes. Which is why I super, super dig the relationship between Wheeljack and Starscream because it almost seems like Starscream is Kevin Spacey, Francis Underwood and Wheeljack is the audience that he like speaks to in like when he's lying to everybody else. Oh man. I gotta watch House of Cards. Oh, House of Cards rules. I am um, under that impression. Yeah. Uh, third season's a little rocky. I have haven't seen the fourth season i hear it gets really good again mm. well that's um, that's always a plus when you're like yeah. oh good it's gonna come back around um, but starscream is explaining the situation he's saying yes um prime allies <laughs> himself with prowl and prowl's partnered with the constructicons yes and uh he's like and wheeljack i do love this wheeljack says prowl's my friend and starscream's immediately like prowl is no one's friend wheeljack like let's get that straight first of all but i do like I mean, kudos to Hugh Jack for being like, that dude did shoot me in the head, but <laughs> he was mind controlled. Which, I mean, if anybody, if anybody's going to do that, it's going to be Wheeljack. Obviously, look who he's hanging out with, look who he's talking to. That's just, just one of the reasons I think he's just so wonderful. He's a sweet boy. He really is. He's so sweet. He is the Cybertronian cinnamon roll. Um, but Starscream but points out that, like, even after Prowl regained his ability, he's still hanging out with the Constructicons, who are the worst. <laughs> The worst of the worst. And that is why he needs what he needs, which is, and then we get to this page that yeah. I love. 
It's so good. He, he it, mentions a combiner of his own. Yes. Uh, that is what he needs. Right. We remember this guy, Superion, yes, who is we have, the aerial bots. Yes. And it is this fantastic, just full page panel. We not only have Superion, we also have... Um, right. Just behind him is uh, Omega oh, uh, Supreme. Yes. And they're both like the atmospheric kind of use of color and shading here is so good it's it's it, so good the fact that it feels like a movie scene like you could yeah, see this on it, it, a big I screen mean, maybe because omega supreme's design is kind of reminiscent but it kind of feels like pacific rims jaegers to me absolutely well and the fact that so we have uh superior and omega supreme and then we can just see mostly silhouetted bots working right. on them and of course they're small um they're much smaller than the combiners or than omega who of course is not a combiner um but, you know, so, uh, yes, it very much feels like Pacific Rim when they're working on the Jaegers. Um, and, of course, yeah, there's, like, scaffolding and everything to get up to them because they're so big. There's wires everywhere. But not only that, we can see one of Superion's arms is very kind right. of just mangled. It's... His middle is, because, of course, he was torn. Right. His, so... his top half is just being, like, suspended above his legs. Right. And there's like almost a like a spinal spine. Co- yeah. yeah. Like connecting the two of them. What awesome body horror. Abs- that's exactly the perfect term <laughs> for this. It's it's amazing. And Omega Supreme is creepy in his own way because he's he's more in the shadows. Right. So we're he's... just kind of getting an effect of, like, his cracked faceplate, and yeah, we don't really see his face. larger, and he's behind and he's just like looming oh it's so good you like looming to the point where you might not even notice him at first yeah and then you're like oh shoot that's a gigantic bot back there oh it's okay yeah we know this guy um and oh gosh it's so, so good it's so good and starscream mentions that the aerial bots combining like this is the first spontaneous gestalt in cybertronian history or at least the first in a very very long time and in my yeah. notes i wrote down what's that about but i think we get answers to that we do talk about that very quickly um but yeah because and they, they have brought up before um by this point they have brought up before the fact that um uh, the obviously like the Constructicons form Devastator and that like people revere Devastator as this kind of miracle of combination. Right. The fact that the Decepticons have a combiner is huge. Um, and the because, next and, issue especially is about combination as a concept. Yes. So we're about to get really heavy into the idea of combination. And this is such a beautiful stage for it. This is a very uh, clever, lovely way of kind of giving, getting us into that mindset. Um, but yeah, and we have learned that before, and Starscream kind of brings it up that like other people have tried to come up with combiners, um, and it just hasn't worked. Um, and of course, we know about Monstructor, right? Who, of course, is insane because yeah, Jaxus accomplished it, but at what cost? He, yes, at the cost of the mentality and the yeah, the for lack of a better word, kind of humanity of the bots who combine then into Monstructor. Um, which is why Devastator is such a big deal. The fact that the Constructicons, right. I mean, they're, they're adorable, you know, kooky jerks, but they're not completely out of their minds. And they, yeah. Yeah, they can, they can take orders. Yes. Which um, is exactly what Devastator does. Um, but yeah, so it's, uh, <laughs> I you do. know, Starscream. Oh, go ahead. Well, I, I, I was, I was going to move on, so keep going. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, just Starscream saying. Um, you know, of course, he talks about the fact that w- when they were trapped in the wilds, he's, you know, saying 
Right. The, as far this as anybody can tell, to protect themselves. Yes. Um. And uh. So Wheeljack then, of course, is looking so good because they're just looking up at Superion, who is massive, like to just a great degree. So of course we to know the point that, that he looks like fifty bots merged together instead exactly. of exactly. So we know it's that mass displacement. It's the fact that like right. they get bigger uh, when they combine. Uh, you know, assuming I mean that's what you kind of are yeah, to take away from yeah. it. Um, and uh, they're looking up, and you know, Wheeljack is like, "Are they alive?" Like, right. I love that. That's his sort of first place to go to, and Starscream's answer is appropriately at dark. He says, well, "I think so." Some of them, right? Oh, which is it is it's that perfect mix of like dark and a little flippant, like a little like yeah. yeah. I think, I think they are, which, oof, like, and that's, so that's where we are here. And this is why Wheeljack or Starscream has brought Wheeljack here. Um, right. Is this idea of like, because now we're seeing the fallout of everything that happened during Dark Cybertron regarding Superior. And now we know what happened to him. Um, and he, Starscream blames Prowl. And, um, he does say Flatline has, oh, and he's saying Devastator ripped Superion in half, which of course is what we've mentioned before. Um, and what everybody I'm sure remembers. And, um, he is saying that Flatline has been keeping them alive and undercover for months. And, um, right. Uh, and the, I, I, I do like that he goes out of his way to blame Prowl for this again. <laughs> Right. And in this case, he's specifically like, not only the, you know, did Prowl plot to do this, it was Prowl was the head of Devastator when he ripped the aerial bots in half. Right. Which, I mean, he's not wrong. That is That's true. what Prowl did. Like, he is presumably the one with the most control when they are Devastator. Um, and then they do, they focus on the really mangled arm and Starscream right. says, he says, you know that guy was he he got the worst of all this wheeljack says oh that was slingshot he made me listen to rush albums i hate it <laughs> which is uh i i i love that because like it's just a, a little a little moment that <laughs> doesn't even need to be there but it it's right i, I, I i'm, I'm so I'm, glad i'm there. exaggerating he says that they used to listen yes. to nebulon rock operas and he says they were terrible he had terrible taste in music which makes me <laughs> which, think oh yeah rush sucks <laughs> I enjoy Rush. That's fine. People can enjoy prog rock all they want if they have the six hours required to do so per song. <laughs> there was a point, there was like a period where like every time I got into my car, a Rush song was on. So then I was like, <laughs> Getty Lee is just trying to like court me at this point. Like he's just <laughs> like, eh, I'm gonna crazy thing and you're gonna, yeah, like that's. That's what's happening here. He's trying to be my boyfriend. Uh, um, not, not to drag us even further off because we're already <laughs> over time. Go That's for it. That's why the Ramones are so good. It's because they're like, hey, <sighs> all songs right now are like 12-minute operas. Let's just make a bunch of like minute and a half really quick good songs. So fucking good. That is another thing to know, dear listeners. Ramones, favorite band. That is my ultimate. They, I love them so much. I'm there in love you go. And you are exactly right. That is one reason why they're just fantastic. Talking about a lot of things I love in this issue. Um, <laughs> this is a Nell-centric episode. Yep. It's it's like it's my birthday up in here. Um, and of course, speaking of wonderful, lovely things, uh, Wheeljack is immediately like, I'm, I'll do whatever I can to save them. Like, 
<laughs> and and Starscream is like, yes, good, that's important, but also... <laughs> and he does, he has like this kind of toothy grin as he's like, yes, good, Wheeljack, but... Also, I need I need Superion to not be dead because right. I just I want a combiner. We're not safe without a combiner, is what he says. Right. He he's like, look, Prowl is out there with the Constructicons. You need to focus on making sure Superion exists rather than all these bots who make him up. Which is, and I do I love this uh this third panel on the side here. Um, Wheeljack. It's interesting that Sarah does such a good job, and and she's not the only one. We've seen really lovely expressions sure. out of bots with mostly covered faces. Um, but Wheeljack looks genuinely upset as he's like, right, he looks pointing. outraged there. Yeah, he's saying, and even what he says, it like it kills me a little bit. He's saying, you can see Slingshot's spark, like he's gone, which is so sad because it's like, oh shit, like Slingshot's alive, but as soon as Right. They he's, take he's, him off life support. He's gone, which exactly. I'm like, that's super, super sad. It's brutal. Um, it's very brutal. And then Starscream, we can see him gesturing off panel like he's beckoning someone forward. He's like, yeah, uh, yeah, save the ones that you can. Slingshot. Yeah, he's dead. Uh, but we have volunteers <laughs> who will undergo whatever you need them to. <laughs> And I love this panel. Uh, we have, uh, we see some other flyers here. We have Alpha Bravo. And then we have sweet doll baby Power Glide just being so cute. <laughs> He's so excited here. Um, but uh, and Alpha Bravo is immediately like, yeah, no, we're doing this for Cybertron. And Power Glide is just so thrilled to be here. He's, he's he's like, I can't believe I get to hang out with these guys. It's so cute. He's like, that that's Wheeljack. He's one of the big guys. Which you I know have what? his trading card. <laughs> You are totally right, Power Glide. He is one of the big guys. And, he, <laughs> and it's, I love this. And I have to call out this because he, yeah, he, hey, Wheeljack, away we go, which is like his catchphrase. <laughs> so like, I love that that got included in here. Like, don't worry, make sure that Power Glide says away we go. Um, and Wheeljack immediately is like, I can't believe it. <laughs> I have he, just, he immediately looks like Jim Halpert looking to the camera <laughs> on The Office. And then we go to, I know I already said I have like a favorite page, but this might it, be. This is a great, great page. Uh, this I, is the my, most majestic page. My eye was immediately drawn to <laughs> Dear Sweet Waspinator, just like clapping his hands together. Like, uh, oh, yay. We get to have so, a party. So, yeah, this scene, this is very first panel first of all one of the things that makes this page brilliant and majestic is the just how vibrant and colorful and beautiful it all is we find ourselves at McAdams, which of course is Blur's establishment, mm. and there's clearly a celebration going on. We are celebrating the fact that Wheeljack is awake. Welcome to the waking world, darling. There are balloons, there, and there is so much to discuss on this page. And I'm sure so people much. are already like, "We got two more comics to go." Right? Like, uh, are you guys sure about this? But uh, there, uh, Skybite is there, and Swindle's uh, there, and Swindle's overjoyed, and Blur's right? there, and he's having a good time. I mean, Dirge Blur's, is there. Yeah, Blur's setting another drink down. Everybody looks so happy. Dirge looks a little like, yeah, yeah, this is this. like, and of course, well, poor Dirge, like he's been through a lot. Like this yeah, is thrill for him. Dirge. It is very tough, uh, and we can even see the silhouette of the ladies in the background. Yes, I noticed that. I was very <laughs> excited about that. Yeah, um, we got Chromium and Windblade here for the festivities. And I do. Go ahead. Oh, this first panel, I and even and like all of these panels, the group that we see here. So as we said, yes, it's Waspinator, it's Sky. By it's Swindle, it's Dirge, it's Blur, and the Kamians here for Wheeljack celebration. What I love about this, and we can presume 
them. I'm sure a slug is here somewhere. I'm sure uh, the tankors are here somewhere. Oh, just yeah. Again, they're Blur's Bar Bunch. I'm sure they're here. Um, but specifically seeing these bots, I just want to point out four of the like six that we see front and center are or were Decepticons or some form of Decepticon. Yeah. And to me, that's precious that these are the guys so excited Wheeljack is here. We're what? here to celebrate. And it's so good because in the in the inserts, we find out that this party is happening for Wheeljack. And he immediately says, it's mostly guys I don't know. I mean, Bumblebee's dead. Yeah. I'm Jetfire off Earth. Prowl, I don't like. I don't even know Prowl anymore. And Ironhide is doing his thing that we'll get to in a couple pages. And yeah. he's just so bummed out. Like right. all these guys are super happy to see him and super happy to party, but he doesn't know who Waspinator is. Like right, and that's what yeah we neglected to say about this panel. As beautiful as as it, as it is, as excited right. as Wheeljack as is totally is. bummed out. Wheeljack has just his face against his hand, like completely slouched onto the table. Yeah, he's bummed been at parties like that we're like i don't i don't know anybody here this sucks i can't and unfortunately anything. he's the the reason for the party right, exactly. so everybody wants his attention like everybody's like yeah this is great this is for wheeljack but the best like not even the best part but like what it makes it even better is that in every panel of this page wheeljack is sitting there bummed not moving and we can just see it's all just his thoughts. We don't get any word bubbles from anybody else on this page. It's just Wheeljack with his thoughts. But then we can see what's happening around him oh, as he's just sitting here. What a and, fun and, night at McAdams oh, this gosh. must have been. This night ruled at McAdams. Everybody has like t-shirts from this night at McAdams. <laughs> um, in this next panel, the very next one, after this first like arrival at the party, we have we have Blur like putting... He's like uh, putting Swindle in a little like Nelson. Like a, yeah, like a little friendly headlock. Like Blur's having fun. Swindle's kind of like, hey, get off of me. Like I, you can tell it's nothing. For some reason in that panel, Swindle, yeah, Swindle's like overjoyed. They're just being friendly goofs. Swindle looks so much like a Lego minifig there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he totally does. It's so cute. It's, it's oh adorable. My and it's then, so oh my God, cute. third huh? panel, we have Waspinator <laughs> and Skybite belting out this duet. They like, are karaokeing. What they're a singing. Moment. It's so great. It's just precious. There's like a spotlight on them. There's even that like the bokeh effect I keep putting oh, on all yeah, of our album art. Yeah. Like that exists at this party. Uh, I gotta ask, what do you think they're singing? Oh, um. What is the perfect duet for Skybite and Waspinator? The perfect duet for them? Oh, I don't know. I feel like this would like require some thought. Like nothing. I want to imagine it's I Got You, Babe by Sonny and Cher. I love it. I think <laughs> they look so impassioned, though, that I'm like, is it more of like an 80s ballad? Because for some reason, it totally could be. what came to mind to me, and it doesn't really make sense for them, but uh, at least not in the immediate sense, was uh, Chicago's Hard to Say I'm Sorry. <laughs> I, I like don't know that. why. But... I'll take it. There you go. <laughs> Maybe, uh, you know. It's... Dear listeners, write in. Tell us what you think. Yeah. Waspinator and what are they Skybiter singing? singing there. Uh, and we'll figure something out to do it. Yeah, we'll do something fun with it, hopefully. Uh, but <laughs> Wheeljack is still sitting here reeling over the idea of Gestalts. And he's right. like, well, it only worked one time. And that was Devastator. And that's pretty fucked up. Um, <laughs> and then we get to the last panel. And it's your Skype icon. And it's it Wheeljack is... with this party hat on that oh my god still totally bummed still totally bummed that's what makes this so perfect is that everything around wheeljack move 
moves. The drinks move. The people are moving. He, right. The whole party's happening around him. Yes. It is hopping. It is thumping up in McAdams this evening. Wheeljack never moves. He always has his head against his hand, like full on, like cheek resting in the palm of his hand, slumped onto the table. And then suddenly in the last panel, there's just a jaunty party hat off to the side. Because, of course, he's got, like, a trihawk on his head. Like, he's got, like, three <laughs> fins on his head. So it's just it's just put placed on top of one of, like, the side of his head. Oh, my God. It's... Is beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's this is yeah, literally one of my favorite things. As Greg said, it is my Skype icon. Um, I'm so glad we got to it, and now you know. <laughs> now I know. Where You're right. Uh, Wheeljack's happening party over at McAdams. The last yes. thing I want to point out before we go past this page uh, is the drinks again. I was gonna say, can we please talk about how much I want to drink these? Exactly. This first panel, like you see the 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 rocks glass with the giant ice cube in it, which is okay. exactly how you're supposed to do it uh i want all of these cocktails look at that one on the bottom that has like a glowing orange slice on the rim like that's some kind of crazy energon tom collins i love it and there's like a like an actual nut in one like there's a a martini glass with a a bolt in there yeah oh i'm so into all of this it's so good they look just beautiful again the use of colors and everything sarah stone does is just immaculate i love it i would i would absolutely take Take this page as a print. It's phenomenal. Yes. Uh, if anybody knows if that's a thing that can happen, we're down for two. There you go, everybody. And now uh, I guess we'll finally let go. We will uh, move on and figure out what's going on with the story. Luckily, we are barely halfway through this book. I'm s- ugh, sorry, everybody. I hope this isn't just. We've probably lost everybody by this now. Is, but... This is just going to be a one issue episode. It could be. If it comes to that, it could uh, be. So we have Wheeljack racing through the night. Uh, probably some cool 80s synth playing. In it his looks mind. like Tron. Yeah, it looks like very it looks Tron. like Tron Legacy with the dark and like the just the streaks of light against right, the building crazy sunrise coming out through all this darkness it's beautiful and so he's saying i gotta get to starscream's place i have to figure out what's going on because he's so what we yeah we kind of talked about the fact he's thinking about he's really in his own head as at his party and of course what he's thinking is i just want to help everybody because he's precious and i love him but he, so he's kind of struggling with do i help starscream protect quote unquote protect cybertron by giving him a gestalt or, like, what do I do here? Does he right. work Starscream, or does he try something else? So he's uh, going to try to go talk to Starscream. And he comes up to Starscream's place. Rat Trap is like, hey, buddy, nobody gets in, nobody gets out. Um, he's like, Rat Trap, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Uh, and uh, I do love he says he'll want to see me, which is true. That's and true. Up, yeah, that's do and, what you got to do. And he even says, like, I don't know what a, like a little insert thought panel here. He's like, I don't know what I'm going to say. But he gets up there and Starscream is apparently talking to himself. Right. He can't like it, it sounds like Starscream is talking to no one. And we see he's talking very animatedly. He's gesturing. Yes. He's very impassioned with what he's saying. And the very first thing. Like, what all of this comes down to is, like, he starts off by saying, I'm not lying to him. And he says, I know I lie to everyone. I lie to everyone else. But I don't lie to Wheeljack, and I don't know why. Which... 
I just, my heart. Again, it makes me think of, of how Kevin Spacey talks to the audience in House of Cards, because he, he will say literally anything that will benefit him to anybody, including his wife, including the person he's sleeping with, including the president, no matter who. But we can always trust that he has no reason to say anything but the truth to us as the audience. Uh, which That's, is very yeah. Shakespearean in a weird way. Absolutely. It's very much a soliloquy. It's, yeah, it's very much like, I'll let you know what I'm actually thinking. So, exactly. yeah, Wheeljack is his audience. He, for some, and he even says, he says he doesn't know why. And he's like, I don't, you just have to pick somebody, I guess. And clearly he has chosen Wheeljack. Um, I mean, it's, it's interesting because this carries on. And, um, of course, Wheeljack's kind of just kind of watching him at this point. Um, and he does say he scans the frequencies and he's not. Right, that he's not talking to anybody there. Which is interesting and makes you wonder, like, what is yeah, going what, on then? What's up with this dude? <laughs> Um, but Starscream does say, he says, Optimus Prime hates me, Megatron hates me, Prowl hates me, Rodimus hates me, and he's not wrong. Nobody likes Starscream. Uh, and he says, Rat Trap wants me dead because he thinks he'll get my job. <laughs> so uh, whatever he's talking to, be it in his own head, be it actually a person, whatever right. is happening here. Yeah, somebody was like, well, what about Rat Trap? He's around. And Starscream's like, no, that dude, no. Not because yeah. he likes me, because he's trying to get something, which is true. We've, right, we've that's, is like... We, as far as we've seen, Starscream has one ally, and it's because he's convinced him, like, to right. enter into a Megatron Starscream style dynamic with him. Yes. Starscream is just repeating the cycle anew, and now he gets to be the ruler and has his second who is just trying to usurp him. Um, and I just, I really. Obviously, I love this entire issue, and you know this is a big deal to me because I love Starscream and Wheeljack. But I, even if it wasn't, even if Wheeljack wasn't my favorite, seeing the way Starscream's talking here and hearing the things that he's saying are huge. Like it's this is a really interesting, very rare moment. Again, Starscream is very you can see the in his expression he's he's very impassioned with what he's saying, right, and he he's... even says like you have absolutely no idea what it's like to have everybody in the universe despise you and again it's just it's very sad to me it's right he has this like vitrolic like angry energy about him yeah and, and like he knows full well yeah he knows nobody likes him and <laughs> he knows he puts himself in that position yeah like it's it's a very interesting look at Starscream, and I'm glad we got to have it. Um, and even in the next panel, on the next page, he said <laughs> to whoever he's speaking, um, we just see him responding with, defensive is the correct attitude to have. Like, right. this, trust me, like, I should be defensive. Nobody right. likes me. I'm trying to say. And yeah, like, he, for whatever reason, he trusts Wheeljack was the, the takeaway from right. all of that. And it... it I, I imagine that Wheeljack is feeling sort of as voyeuristic as we are. That like it's right. it's strange seeing Starscream this unguarded, vulnerable moment. Yes, um, and he even says like, "Well, this is why Wheel Rat Trap let me in because this is fucked up, and I wouldn't want to deal with it either." Um, <laughs> Which yeah. But so, of course, you know, yeah, Rat Trap is just kind of like, I don't, you do what you want. Like, I'm not dealing with this. And then we find somebody else is apparently here. And right. Windblood Day. Yeah. Uh, and she, she apparently has been here a while. She says that Starscream has, she's approached Wheeljack, who, of course, is just kind of standing back and observing all of this. And, um, she's saying that he's, he's been like this for a couple weeks. Um, yeah. 
apparently this, you know, talking to somebody who's not there or, you know, somebody that nobody else can see, whatever is happening. Um, but she does say that Rat Trap is actually concerned. Um, right. And this is the moment that these two are actually meeting. Like, Wheeljack's <laughs> like, oh, hey. It's a very strange moment to have introductions. Right. And they're both whispering because, of course, they're like right outside of where Starscream is carrying on and having this conversation. Um, and... Uh. Uh, I do love this that she uh she points out that uh she says of course uh he introduces himself and she says, Yeah, Ironhide talks about you a lot. You sound like a good guy. Which that's another thing in my head canon. I was always like <laughs> and we've brought this up before. I'm like, sure. Ironhide and Wheeljack, best friends. Totally. So I'm like, of course Ironhide has only had good things to say about his dear friend Wheeljack. Uh, and Wheeljack is asking her, like, is this regular? And she's like, I don't know what this guy's deal is. He lies <laughs> to everybody else. He's got to be out of his friggin' mind. Right. And she's, and she's even just saying, like, you know, this, of course he is. Like, he's. Right. She seems more sad and resigned about it than anything else. Right. And what we did take away from Windblade was that, from the miniseries, was. I, you know, she's a, she wants to be, she's a very caring, understanding person. She tries to be a caring person. Um, and she is an understanding person. She's going to try to, you know, follow what people want and like, right. like follow the rules and kind of, but then at the same time, wants good things. Like she's, right. she's, she's concerned she, about people. She's very empathetic. She just wants everybody yes. to be as best off as they can be. Yes. So it is interesting that we do kind of get this moment from her that does seem like, yeah, she's got some, some sort of concern for Starscream and whatever's going on here. Cause then we even do, we cut back to him. And again, he's very upset. He's, Riffles, this is the angriest we've seen his him. Teeth and yeah. And whoever, yeah, no, he looks great <laughs> in this panel. Um, and whoever, to whomever he's speaking, he just says, fine, we'll discuss this later. Um, uh, and Wheeljack is like, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm equipped to deal with this right now. Yeah. So they get out of there. Windblade starts showing him around Metroplex and saying like, so I'm a city speaker. I can talk to him. I can figure out what is the most vulnerable stuff. I can figure out what we need to fix, these sort of things. And she takes him to the space bridge. Yes. And he goes, and, oh, yeah, this thing. Yeah, and he's, of course, yeah, he he knows this. He's like, right, every Titan has a space bridge. Um, and, of course, she's letting him know his isn't working. Metroplex's doesn't work. Um, right. And she's, you know, he, Metroplex, and as we all know, he's been hurt. And he's, we know that he is in the process of kind of trying to heal up at this point. Um <coughs> Uh, and I really, really like this little exchange here because regarding the space bridge, Wheeljack says, and you're fixing it. And she says, him. And he says, I meant the bridge. And she says, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to. <laughs> and it shows that, like, her first instinct is, yeah, like, Metroplex is a guy that we need to remember that. He's not just the place we live. He's a person who has things and wants things and needs things. Right. And her first instinct is that like Wheeljack's just another guy who right. doesn't understand that. But of course Wheeljack does. And he's like, well, I, I was referring specifically to the bridge. Right. No, you were, yeah, exactly. He's saying you are specifically trying to fix the bridge. Like that is right. where, a, where his, it does a very good job of establishing that both of them sort of understand that Metroplex is not just a tool. Right. And as you said, it was a perfect word to use there. And, and we as readers have seen that they are both empathetic. Right. Uh, like, I mean, she, 
she's a city speaker, she better. Uh, yes, that is her primary job. Um, but even, you know, what we have seen of Wheeljack and even, and both of these bots, Wheeljack and Windblade, have tried to be like, I'm going to give Starscream a chance. Like, it doesn't. Right. He like, deserves one. Uh, it was better for one of them than the other, but yeah, I mean, I, they they that's a good point. I never really considered that parallel between them. That both of them are like, look, I don't fully trust Starscream, but he deserves a shot like everybody else. Yeah, which um, I yeah, it's They're cool seeing them both interact over that. Yes. Uh, and I love that he's, he's like, so you're trying to get the space bridge working for Starscream? And she's like, yeah, I, I can't really explain. And he's like, please try to explain. Right. Like, uh, yeah, let, let's do that and see what you can do. Um, and of course she is talking about the events of Dark Cyber, or not Dark Cybertron, pardon me, the Windblade miniseries. Right. And, Obviously, she's not going to say, hey, Chromia was up to some crazy shit. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I had to vouch for my friend who was trying to do a thing. And yeah. I had to promise Starscream that he could eventually get Super Imperial on a bunch of different planets. Yeah. Um, she says, like, if we can get the space bridge working, that means I can help the people where I come from. And yes. And we can help we could, Yeah, we can help lots and lots of people. And Wheeljack is like, or destroy them because Starscream is in charge. Exactly. Um, and Windblade, so sweet. Again, both of these sweetie pies. She's immediately like, I thought you were friends. Like, she thought, because of um, course, all she has seen is Starscream again. Right, like, overjoyed very, that Wheeljack is back. Yes, thrilled that Wheeljack is here. And seeing as they have just now officially met and spoken to one another, like, this is their first interaction, she has no reason to think that that wasn't because, yeah, they both mutually care very much for each other. Um, and she does, and it's kind of sad what she says here and like this, the way it kind of hangs in the air. She says, I mean, he thinks you're his friend, which right. is, yeah. And Wheeljack doesn't have a response <laughs> he, for that. Like, yeah, he doesn't respond, which is interesting and fair. Like as much as I love these two, I don't expect, obviously. Right. It, it makes total sense that Wheeljack would be way more resigned. He has sure. a lot more to lose in throwing himself at Starscream than Starscream. Starscream doesn't have anything to lose, really. In Right. I he I, I think he wants to trust Starscream, but he understands how huge of a risk that is. Sure. Which yeah, I would I yeah, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> and Windblade even says, I don't trust Starscream because of a personal experience. But Fair. Cybertron right now is under his control. And if I want to do the right thing right now, that means helping Starscream. And I think you want that too. I think you want to do the right thing, which means we're on the same side. And if you can't trust Starscream and I can't trust Starscream, at least maybe we can try trusting each other. Right. Which is true. Yeah. She's like, we're both in this position. Now we have somebody else in this position with us. Right. Which is true. Like, that's, this is a camaraderie now. It's these two people who trusted Starscream and now they are in it. Uh, and then we go to a very different scene here. Yes. Um, we go to, it's again, always gorgeous. Even in this, like this kind of, uh, uh, what's the word? Like, uh, desolate kind of like destroyed area. Yes. Like the ground is all churned up and it's all gray, but even then like the sun is breaking through these gray kind of like, it's like a warm kind of grayish, uh, tan kind of color right, beige, beige yeah. 
Um, and so Wheeljack is sort of going out here. He says, I take a drive, but I'm a scientist. I want to see some science stuff. Um, he's going out to Crystal City. Yes. And Badlands is, of the old Cybertron. Right. This is where Shockwave kind of destroyed himself, creating a singularity. Right. We'll all remember that. Right. Uh, and boy, I super duper love this because Ironhide is looking at this black hole and he's like, I thought, aren't black holes supposed to like destroy universes and stuff? <laughs> And the, the explanation is so good that this is a black hole is usually a star imploding on itself, which means yeah. it is an incredibly, like, unimaginably dense object in a very compressed space. This is not that dense. It's just the mass of a city, which means it has the same gravity as a city. It's just that the mass is spread over a single point. Uh, which very, that's a totally science, like plausible reason that there's a black hole here, but it's not destroying everything. It's in the, right. And there you go. And luckily his dear sciencey friend, Wheeljack was here to be like, nah. yeah. And he does. And he even finishes fact. it up. Wait, what'd you say? No, I was doing a weird reference. Oh, I missed it. Sorry. Um, but, uh, I do love that his last, like after he explained it, he says, see, not everything is trying to destroy us because <laughs> that's the kind of outlook my dear boy has. Sweet Jack-a-boy. Um, and it's, I like it even more that Ironhide is just sitting here staring at it. Like he's plopped down on the ground. Wheeljack just has a seat next to him. They're both just sitting here. Two besties in the Badlands. Uh, and and he's saying, he even says, uh, I didn't, oh, Ironhide says, oh, I didn't know you saw me when you woke up. And right. he says, well, of course I was looking out for you. You're my best buddy. Ah, uh, my heart. This is just the best. <laughs> I'm so happy. Uh, all of the things I dreamed come true and become canon, and I'm so excited. Um, it's at pretty least in this cool issue. that you got to write this issue. I did. This is an issue <laughs> written by me. Just kidding. Um, but uh, so, yeah, it's it's so cute because, yeah, Wheeljack was saying, oh, yeah, you, you left after I woke up. And right. That was why Ironhead was like, oh, I didn't know you saw me there when you did. Because, of course, Wheeljack was having a hard time seeing anything. Right. Um, yeah, he saw him right away. It's his bestie. And um, so then, of course, Jack's like, well, what are you doing out here all by yourself? And now we get back to and we can because, of course, we'll remember before Ironhide kept talking about this future vision that he had um which happened before all of these these continuities as we know got started and um and now we finally get to kind of address it again after the events of Dark Cybertron. Right, because presumably Dark Cybertron messed up the status quo pretty bad. What yes, Dark Cybertron kind of retconned the future that Ironhide saw. Um, uh, and Ironhide's having this sort of panic about it. He's like, I know I saw the future, but that doesn't match up with what happened here. Right. And he's, yeah, he's, this is him, you know, we're seeing some emotion finally from Ironhide. He's been so zen this whole time because he's been like, it's okay, I've seen the future. I know how this works out. Right. And now that that's been questioned, obviously he's, he's reacting appropriately. It's upsetting to him. And, um, you know, Wheeljack even asks, is what you saw good? And Ironhide does, says he doesn't know. He doesn't know anymore right, what's good or bad. Uh, yeah, he doesn't know what's good or bad, and he doesn't know what's going to happen. And Wheeljack says, yeah, I mean, that's called being alive. <laughs> Which is true, yeah. So they have their little little chat. I imagine they reminisce about old times as well. And then um, Wheeljack is heading back to Starscream. He's like, all right, we're doing this again. 
Right. Uh, and he's he's sort of monologuing to himself here. He says, like, of course, I'm going to try and save the aerial bots. Like, that is right. my main thing here. But I'm still not sure about this combiner idea. Right. Um, uh, and, and he uh, says, I'm pretty sure Windblade will back me up if it comes yes. to that. I love that they are pals. I know. That was, yes, I had. I was going to make sure we called that one out because it's, it's, <laughs> it's darling. We love Windblade. We love Wheeljack. What Let's good put friends. them together. What good friends. Um, and But yeah, he's saying she'll back him up if it comes to that. He hopes it does not because he's a gentleman. Um, he doesn't want to drag other people into this. But so uh, Rattrap doesn't even try to t- stop him this time. It's just like, go ahead. I don't care. Yeah, um, it's like, whatever, dude. <laughs> go for it. And um, and it's we do have before, like, as he's approaching Starscream, Wheeljack also kind of mon- or, uh, narrates in the story. He says, it took him a minute, but he remembered he has friends and that they can help each other. Because, of course, he woke up and he was immediately being ushered around by Starscream, who was showing him, oh, hey, uh, so we almost destroyed the planet and um, Superion's half dead, but I need you to be... You know what I mean? He was kind of, he woke up and was thrown into the reality. It's a of lot all the- to drop on a dude out of nowhere. Really, really heavy stuff. Absolutely. Um, so then having a moment with Windblade, who we know is who who we imagine to be, you know, soft and um, understanding and then getting to see Ironhide, who kind of needed Wheeljack's help without, you know, Wheeljack knowing that that was what he was going to do was go out there and kind of give Ironhide some insight. Um, and yeah, it, he's he's Wheeljack is pointing out here like he has people he can rely on. He knows Ironhide and now he knows Windblade. Uh, Starscream doesn't. Right. Uh, which is so, and you know, if nothing else, it's kind of re- given him renewed vigor and being like, I can do this. I, I can handle this right. because I can have people at my back. Um, so, and as he's approaching Starscream again, we of course have Starscream talking to whomever he is speaking to. Um, as he's pacing, I don't know, he's always standing up. I, it seems as though he's kind of like pacing and gesturing. Um, and he's kind of, it's in the middle of some sort of conversation and um he's talking about well whatever's happened what they're supposed to be the good guys and right somebody's uh, telling him some sort of story this is this is easier to understand once we find out yes uh, starscream is talking to somebody and it's his dispatch out on earth yeah so as we were saying before we were like oh, yeah, there's maybe somebody and then we we're like oh, i don't know but yes it turns out starscream is speaking to someone and uh, we can see in this little like bottom panel um that it is scoop yes one of the constructicons not Uh, one of the constructicons oh right 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 scoop 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 sorry no Uh, you're fine yeah uh, scoop is of course the autobot who was all about the prophecy and starscream is is his chosen one and he is with the decepticons on earth yes uh and we were like well why is scoop there and now we know Ah, now it's like oh maybe hmm interesting and I obviously when Starscream says they're supposed to be the good guys, we can presume maybe it's the stuff. Maybe Scoop is telling him about what we talked about last time with robots right. in disguise and the stuff yes. that was going on on Earth and with Poverty Flat and everything. Right. Uh, friggin' Prowl, man. I yeah. I hate the dude. Sorry. Cannot <laughs> stand that jerk. It's going to be so interesting when we get into <laughs> the other other continuities. Um, but so as uh, and I do this last observation before we do see that it's Scoop. I mean, if you're looking at the page you can see that it's scoop but um 
yeah, when Wheeljack does say it's, you know, Starscream by himself, he almost feels sorry for him. And so then, yes, then he kind of speaks up and he's like, hey, Starscream. And of course, Starscream, genuine smile, yeah. turns to him. And he's he so, loves seeing oh, Wheeljack. He's so excited Wheeljack's here. And he's like, yep, just let me put my little buddy on hold. <laughs> he shuts off the uh, whatever. He's, yeah, it's a little hologram. Very Star Wars. And Wheeljack goes, wait, you're talking to somebody? <laughs> Starscream, of course, <laughs> is like, yes. Did you think I was just losing my mind? But even <laughs> as he's asking that, he's got like a little smirk. Like, <laughs> of course, Wheeljack. Jeez, you're so funny. Like, did you think I was crazy? I was talking to myself. Don't be a goof. Uh, uh, but he does he, say his right he mentions that his agent on earth so he's even sharing that with wheeljack yes he's saying that his earth like spy sent him some images and he's pointing out yep there's the devastator and there's prowl at the head uh and, and it's wrecking shit up yeah he's really destroying stuff and wheeljack's like oh he's destroying a decepticon capital ship and he's like no that's a cybertronian capital ship because we don't have decepticons anymore sir <laughs> <laughs> I will have you know. But I mean, its he's not wrong. Right, like, he's pointing out that the Devastator is a legitimate, intense threat. And he's saying, like, we need to defend against this. This is unchecked power. And Wheeljack's like, but that's Prowl. I know him. I know Prowl. Right, uh, I know Prowl. I know Optimus. Right, and we'll, er, uh, Starscream is saying, like, look, if you think Optimus is in control of that dude, you're a mook. <laughs> That is literally what he says. Right. Um, and I can we only do... imagine he calls people mooks all the time. He probably does. I'm sure he has all sorts of slang that <laughs> uh, calls people good eggs, things like that. Um, but only if he likes you. If he likes your face, kid. Um, so it's. we get to this next page. And of course, I love the body language and the expressions here. Um, Starscream kind of puts his hands on Wheeljack's shoulders. And he's like, okay, listen. You don't trust me anymore, and I get it. You shouldn't. I like Starscream knows. Starscream is yeah. a wise. Starscream is a like, self-aware dude. Yes, he's like I know you've by now talked to Ironblade to Ironblade, and ooh, that's their couple name to Windblade <laughs> to Ironhide, and he's like whatever anyone has said about me, you know that they are telling you the truth. And then he like looks so hopeful, and then in this next panel, he's like, but there was a time. Right after the war ended, when you vouched for me and you thought I deserved a chance, and he right. hasn't let him down, like it, it seems like Starscream is genuinely trying to live up to that. Right, like he wants to do right by Wheeljack putting his trust in him, which is huge. Like this is Starscream, and the fact that he's like, "Hey, this dude vouched for me. This guy had my back when Bumblebee was gonna write me off," and. Obviously, that means a lot to him. Like, that really did something to him. And now Wheeljack is very important to him. Um, and he does say then, and then of course, he then gets a little more serious. He's like, because again, he's not, he's also not an idiot. He knows that Wheeljack is hearing other things and he has right to think other things and feel other ways about him. Um, but he's like, but listen, regardless right. of whatever you're thinking, we need a combiner because and they have one. Yeah, he's showing him like hard proof right here that there are combiners out there and we should be afraid of them and we need one to fight against them. Yes, and it's a great panel too when he's showing him like we've got Monstructor right up in front. Right. And of course he's is, still somewhere. Uh, Devastator and this guy on the end here. Yes, uh, this one on the end is called Menasaur. Ah. Stunticons. Uh, and oh, Menasaur's fucking fantastic. But um, he does say, you know, he points out in, in this continuity, IDW continuity, Swindle 
is responsible for the stunticons and the creation of Menasaur. And it didn't work out. And that's what, anytime they bring them up, they're like, it didn't work, but right. it was close. Like it was At too close. It was dangerous. It yes. Um, and again, they just look so great in this whole book. And Starscream is saying, we have a war coming and you can trust me on this. I'm not going to let Cybertron fall again, which like, mm, he looks great. I will sounds not great. soft on defense. Uh, I'm into it. Uh, and so we see Wheeljack working here. Uh, and yeah, and that was enough. Yeah, I, he's he's fixing up uh, Superion. Mm-hmm. He's got like an Energon chainsaw in one. He's got like a gorgeous little like, uh, what would you call that? Like an interface in the next sure. panel. And he's being all sciencey. And of course, and then he has like his narration. He's saying, do I trust Starscream? No, of course I don't. Right. But he's saying like, maybe we do need something like this like i don't that's not really my decision to make at this point right now i'm trying to do my best like bumblebee yeah yeah so of course everybody is still lamenting this loss of bumblebee and um he's but yeah he's like you know what (laughs) he makes a joke about like this isn't a party but the last party i went to was was crappy Uh, sucked because his friends weren't there but now he has his friends here right and we see windblade and ironhide up there oh man it's such a good like the third panel on the page is like a up view of wheeljack welding something and um yeah we can see two silhouettes on the scaffolding above him and then yeah it like zooms in and it's ironhide and windblade kind of just waiting right yeah uh, i love this line he says because sometimes stars or starscream might not be trustworthy but what if sometimes he's right and then we get that full shot of superior yeah oh and it's so good super good and that is issue 33 issue 33 there it is it only took us like 20 minutes to talk about that right yeah we just breezed through that one yeah um and next is galvatron the conqueror galvatron the conqueror do you have in your issues the um i assume you wouldn't but like the previews for other comics i do i have the cover of uh robots in the skies 34 i have the cover of more than meets the eye 33 and then this is actually something i wanted to ask you about there's a cover for transformers Primacy yes. number two. Oh, okay so that's another story Primacy, I believe, was just on the Comixology app. Oh, interesting. I think that was it. I could be incorrect. I was hoping in my issue there's a preview for Transformers versus G.I. Joe number three. I have that as well. Oh, uh, with some plastic G.I. Joe figures throwing a grenade and <laughs> bouncing it off of Lil Wheeljack's head. Poor Wheeljack like just fell down and like all the Lilliputans came out and were like, <laughs> let's get him. Um but uh, uh, yeah, so Primacy is another story. Yeah, I wanted to ask about that. Is that some? Is that a prequel thing? Is that occurring concurrently with these books? Um, it is. I'm trying to remember exactly. Um, because I'd never heard of it before seeing this. Right. Well, and it's it's its own books. Okay, so there were books. Um, Autocracy and what was the name of the other one? Monstrosity, and then Primacy was the last one. Okay. Um. Uh, there, there's a little insert here which makes me think it's not this has got to be like a prequel thing or something because it says the war for Cybertron begins in earnest Megatron brings together the deadliest of his troops for an unbelievable assault on the Autobots and the Transformers roll is shaking its core and I go I don't know if that fits with current canon right so I think this is supposed to be um, 
Like, yeah, like it's supposed to take place before. Right, before uh, uh, these books, presumably. Right, and I'm not even going to pretend to be, like, full, like, uh, able to talk about all about autocracy and and the, you know, subsequent issues of monstrosity and primacy. Um, but yes, I believe it's supposed to be earlier, like, kind of just stories of the war. Um yeah, so like I think it's just before the Great War is when it's supposed to take place. And they had like yeah, like Livio I think did all the art or at least most of the art for it. Chris Metzen was on it, who like that's a popular name over I like Blizzard. And interesting you right. So it's it's a look back at um a different obviously, yes, a different point in time than uh than these books, which is why it did come out during this time, but it's sort of like um well, I guess usually the spotlights that come out during the um the runs kind of tuck in along inside with the uh with the the run of the things with story, how they go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so these ones don't they are removed, which is why we haven't really brought them up because they don't really affect anything that we are currently dealing with. Fair enough. As we talk about the issues. But yes, that's what those are. Um they are but yeah, they're available. At least they should still be available on Comicsology. Uh, if anybody's interested. There you go, everybody. Uh, let's go ahead and crack open 34. Okay. The good news is these should be just light, breezy, easy reading. Uh, get through these (laughs) 15 minutes each tops. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Wouldn't that be funny if we did do like a, you know how people do like Zelda time runs or like speed runs through video? Sure. We could absolutely speed run this deep lesson (laughs) in Cybertronian history. We're going to, here's the thing about the history lessons we get. I am going to do my best, but I feel like it's kind of one of those things that maybe deserves a a more rounded out kind of focus rather than just doing it in parts. So we'll talk about it regarding the issues. Um, But, you know, maybe someday we'll do kind of like sure. a little bonus focus on some of the other, you know, if people have questions about the the early, uh, the tribes and the things that kind of get brought up in these history lessons. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a tough issue to have to write because you know that a lot of this, this, this is an exposition book. Like it exists yes. to set up other things. Yes. Uh, and that's necessary. And like world building is a huge part of this series that like you need to establish, okay, this happened and this happened and this is why this is like this. Right. Um, Everything that's going on right now is because of something that happened four million years ago. And right. all of that is because of happen- something that happened six million years ago. And yes. And it's not, I mean, the, it's it's a necessity. It has to be in here. Uh, it's a bit of a slog to get through. And I that's not a knock on John Barber. It's not a no. knock on Livio, certainly, because the books are gorgeous. But it's a lot of information dumped in a very short amount of time. Yes. So, yes. And of course, as you said, right, that's not against anybody. It is just, it. it is one of those books that, I think readers get the most benefit just reading themselves, but we're going to do our best to kind of chat through it and sum it up. Uh, So we open with our robot roll call. Of course. Optimus. A deceptively short robot call. Uh, Because these are the guys who are here right now. Yes. Um, We have Optimus, of course. We're all familiar with that guy. Alpha Trion, the guy that we just went into that base to recover. Yeah. Because he's old and probably knows some stuff. Um, yep. 
RC, we've met her, obviously. Yeah. Jetfire, scientist. Doc, artificial intelligence and little trash can. Yeah. Uh, Galvatron, big, crazy Conan the Barbarian type guy. And then this dude, who's just uh, three question marks. He says Unifier. Unifier. Hmm. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. The damaged Dark 7 in lunar synchronous orbit over the far side of Earth's moon, present day. There's an alert, alert, alert going off. Uh, it's just Doc. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, immediately Jetfire's like, somebody shut it off. I think Doc shuts it off. Yeah. And yeah, Jetfire's like, oh my god, thank you. And um, they're rushing. It's Jetfire and it's RC and it's Doc. And they're rushing to the hangar. Um, I do want to apologize in case, because I know sometimes I call Jetfire Skyfire. And I apologize if that happens. They're the same person. <laughs> Sorry in advance. Um, yeah, trail cutter and trail breaker all over. <laughs> only i am just yeah i'm i'm just stuck on generation one for for whatever reason Fair um enough. uh and they're they get to the arc seven rc and jetfire and octave and jetfire is like i hope it was one of the constructicons killing themselves uh, it, like, jesus dude which it is so interesting because regarding generation one jetfire is actually he's quite a lot softer in gen one he's way harder like i feel like this is like Jetfire fucking over everything at this point. He's like, I don't give a shit anymore. I'm going to be as ridiculous and unkind <laughs> as I feel like being because I'm sick of all of you. Um, uh, yeah, I no, love cause... RC's knock on him here. He's like, you're a dental spark, Jetfire. <laughs> and he does say, you know what? You weren't stuck with them for a whole day, RC. And she's like, but I've been around them before. Right. I love that she's like, are you fucking lecturing me on being trapped with Decepticons, you dick? <laughs> I do love the thought of both of these idiots being like, like, I had to be around them and just like comparing <laughs> yeah. stories like you weren't there at Shockwave's party. I had to. And yeah. Uh, he had a slideshow. We had to sit there and it wasn't even all the apps were gone by that point. <laughs> the Constructicons ate them all. Um, so RC, of course, because, yes, they made it to the hangar. They were like, the hangar door is open. That's why the alarm was going off. And that's why, yeah, Jeff Fair was like, well, hopefully one of the Constructicons killed themselves. Which, yeah, pretty harsh. Um, RC uh, is immediately like, hey. I have guns, hands up, yep. whoever's Anybody here. who broke in, I'm going to kick your ass. Except that it's just big old Skylink. Seems like, hey, I'm thirsty. Will you fill my bowl? <laughs> Skylink, you... Uh, you're so funny. <laughs> sweet boy. You, he is. He is a sweet boy. He has a lot of things to say. Nobody wants to hear them. Um, he is just huge and does have like a like a dog dish. Um, right. uh, it's like a kiddie pool that they fill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, RC is like, okay, Skylinks, just sh 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 tell me what happened, right? Quickly. Uh, and, uh, and he's like, so Optimus took that old guy, and they went out in a personal shuttle, and they knocked over my bowl and didn't refill it and i'm really mad <laughs> oh my goodness and yeah he says that whatever was in his bowl was vacuumed out into space um <laughs> also i do want to point out that he says he takes the old bot alpha what's his name trying and the thought <laughs> of his name being alpha trying made me laugh for like two minutes it was i had to, i like made a note it's so funny um mispronouncing names mm, easy way to get me to laugh um so anyway uh He's uh, talking. Jetfire again over it at this point. He right. just wants to go have a drink. He's like, okay, everybody shut up. Why did Optimus Prime leave without letting us know? What is this? Um, uh, and RC calls that to sideswipe. She's like, uh, what's up with Optimus? And he's like, oh, yeah, he's going to the moon. 
Or, yeah, he's like, he's saying that they're going to the other side of the moon. Right. They're trying to, like, basically get some privacy. It's like, uh, they just, yeah, somebody has secrets to tell. And, of course, because it's the moon, we go to the site of the moon landing. Of course. That's what you do. Um, that's how it works, darn it. <laughs> we're like, oh, that looks like a lovely picnic spot. <laughs> and uh, we have Alpha trying, being like, oh, <laughs> thank you for taking your old man out for this Thanks picnic. for wheeling me out here, son. <laughs> Um, and he, again, a lot of exposition in this book. Um, uh, and it, Alpha Tribe basically says, look, I got some stuff to tell you. We had to come out here because I don't want eavesdroppers, but also I just like the view. Look at the earth. And Optimus is like, yeah, that planet is a lot of stuff, man. <laughs> Uh, he says exactly that. He's totally baked by this point, by the way. That's um, what they came out here to do. That's yep, why they didn't like, want to invite hey, the crew. You want some fucking doobs? <laughs> <laughs> and Optimus is like, yeah, I'm no square. Uh, and then he yeah. just lights up and starts ripping a huge bong. <laughs> Which is like a transformer <laughs> itself. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm sure somebody's come up with a design for something like that. I'm sure Michael Bay has seen the concept art. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I didn't see the fourth movie. Maybe it's in there. Um, <laughs> it would not surprise me. No, I don't think anybody would be surprised. But um, Optimus, of course, is like, yeah, that's the Earth. Our war ended there. Like, don't don't sell it so short. Yeah, it's pretty it's, tough. Those, they, those kids know what's up. Uh, and then he also says, like, we learned about the Regenesis, or, like, we learned right, about Regenesis, ors. we learned about the 13 ores that Shockwave, again, Johnny Appleseeded across the galaxy. Um, and Alpha Trans, like, so, you think you know everything about that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, why 13 ores, and why Earth? Let's uh, go back in time and find out. Here it is, everybody. Buckle up for this Wikipedia page. Let's do this. Um, uh, Cybertron 10 million years ago, which, as far as I can tell, is the farthest back we've ever went. I believe so, yeah. I would believe this is it. Uh, this is the first Cybertronian Civil War. Siege yes. at the Citadel of Light. Um, there's any, he, he raises a good point here that there's the, all the transformers are basically immortal in that they won't die of age. Um, yes. and he says that there's some Cybertronians today that were alive at society's birth. So why is history so weird? Um, and he says, right. Like, like, how do we go from like, like the fact that the Knights of Cybertron are a legend? Right, a, a, why a myth. will, right. Like, why wouldn't people just straight up be like, no, I met those yeah, guys. Like I hung out with those dudes. <laughs> I got baked with those guys. They exist. Uh, they thought it would be fun to leave in their mystery machine. Exactly. That's how we're going to jazz this issue up. I just assuming everyone's high. There you go. <laughs> um, and Optimus is like, yeah, you're describing information. Great. We went over that a couple issues ago. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I mean, if you want to call it that like you kids today call it information creep <laughs> uh but again that auspicious number he points out that there were 13 tribes in cybertron originally each one with their own completely dank strain of weed <laughs> they all had their own kind of special formula i nah, okay um, <laughs> uh and he, so, he also points out that each one had a prime 
Yes. Which is so, super interesting. 13 tribes, 13 primes. He does say that they they tamed Cybertron. Yes. Um, they built 13 civilizations. And at the head of each of these civilizations was a prime. Um, which is a thing that comes up a lot in the Transformers franchise in the different continuities. This idea of there being many primes. Um, until 13, there one prime. Until there's one. Until all um, are one. Yeah, there you go. That's you can say that literally about the primes. Um, but yes, so uh, this is kind of where we find it. We see the Citadel being attacked by kind of beast-looking Transformers. Um, right. This dude says there's so many of them, sir, and I immediately said, "I'm sorry. Is this not your speed?" <laughs> I love it. We it, we've met quota. We got our Hamilton reference in this episode. We did it. Congratulations, everybody. Um, but they're they're getting walloped pretty hard, these two dudes we don't know. Right. Um, the one is in his vehicle form, the other is not. But it doesn't Lee. really mean <laughs> I love it. But, uh now I just want to sing that song. Exactly. Later. I'm totally distracted us. Bonus episode. Um but so uh we have in like of course during this we also have Albatron talking over top. Um we have the one in vehicle form who of course transforms, and the other guy who was in bot form, Eucryphia, right. uh gets killed. Yeah. Uh he gets sliced up pretty bad. Uh and I love the the, the inserts here, Alpha Trion <laughs> saying like the gods and legends and uh, one until one fell and Eucryphia gets sliced. He's like, Oh, I don't mean that dude. That dude he doesn't matter at all. Which is a funny little meta thing. <laughs> I do appreciate that. Good one. Um and he's like, Yeah, that guy not that important. Uh but anyway. Yeah, he's like, uh, Don't worry about that dude. I he's just sutton flavor. Yeah. Just um, a little spice. So then, then we have Right. This guy here is surrounded by all these beasts. Uh he's out of his alt mode now in full robot mode. And he's like, If I am fated to die, let history know I died for Cybertron. And then Galvatron's like, Shut up, I'm gonna kill everybody. Yeah. Here I am. I'm yeah, gonna kick him. Coming some out ass. of nowhere and just slicing everything up. And they do bring this up in here, but, you know, if we will think back to a couple issues ago, we did see Galvatron finishing off the last of another, presumably, right. tribe of Cybertronians in, in this era. We know yeah. we have to deal with this dick in the modern day, too. But, you know, this is 10 million years ago. Um but so he's helping this other person. And of course, they all speak a little old timey because it's 10 million years ago. <laughs> I, I love that he's like, from whence came you? And he's like, from whence? Primus be with us. Like, shut up, you dumb <laughs> Give me a asshole. fucking break. <laughs> um, he's like, but he, he is from the Darklands. Uh, uh, yes. And he says, but of late, I roll from the ruins of Ajax. Right. Either way, whatever works. Um, and so, of course, they're talking as they're just like wailing on everyone. And um, this other bot is saying like, aha, you right, battled the headmasters, which is what we saw previously of Galvatron when he was wiping people out. Uh, the, the, this whole page comes off as kind of, you know, uh, Conan the Barbarian, like, I fought oh. his father who fought his father before him. Yes, yes, um, it knows what it's doing here. But they bring up an important point. He asks him, have you solved his enigma? Will the powers of right. combination aid us? So, right. again, like we said, this issue is going to deal pretty heavily with combination. Right, combination is, and at this point, I do want to say that at this point, we had been, uh, 
the whole premise of Combiner Wars as a story arc had been hyped by now. Like I oh, was okay. at, Interesting. so yes. So actually, uh, Comic-Con 2014, oof, I was in the IDW panel when they kind of announced Combiner Wars and it was hype. I was, I was excited. There you um, go. So at this point, yes, we all knew Combiner Wars was coming. We knew it was kind of on the horizon. And so this is leading up to that storyline here. Um, but I do think it's because, yeah, like Galvatron obviously was fighting the headmasters and this other bot is like, oh, so now we can use whatever they used. You have you you have the, the solution to the yeah, Enigma. We can combine it all up, dude. And Galvatron is... He's like, nope, don't have that with me. And then he's like, well, then how did you get through here? Where's your army? And he's like, I'm Galvatron. Shut up. I have no master. I need no army. <laughs> That's just what it says on his shirt. Like on his, hi, my name is Galvatron yeah. underneath. I have no master. I need no army. Um, <laughs> I, I got to get that name tag now. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to make those up for us. Um, uh, so Galvatron's, you know, in a total, like, I need no army. I'm Galvatron. Fuck off. I'm great. Uh, right. And they're like, cool. Then let's just take all these guys on ourselves. Uh, like Eucrifia was the last. Because he's like, yeah, I don't have anybody else at this point either. So yeah. we better hope we survive this. So let's just keep going. And then we do get this really cool page that's all just one, like a full page panel of... Um, Lasers and dragons. And, and fire. And it's the Citadel. And yeah. it's... Yeah, they're just flames it's and smoke. on the side of a van. It's very cool. It's very cool. And, um, and of course, we have Alpha Tryon talking over all of this. And because this is the story he's telling Optimus. Um, and he does say uh, their friendship was forged in the Crucible Battle. Uh, the Crucible of Battle, pardon me. And their battle forged in the Empire. And um, he's saying he's, you know, Galvatron had destroyed the Combiners. Nexus right. Prime's Combiners. A tribe of Combiners, which is a right. compelling idea. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and of course, these are the headmasters that they're talking about. Nexus Prime, we can assume, is the one with the Enigma. Um, uh, and then Onyx Prime has beasts. Yeah. And the menagerie of beasts. I so so we're getting a feel for the idea of the different tribes here. Right, the real Game of Thrones going on. Absolutely. Um, and uh, they the beasts were attacking the stronghold of Prima himself. Um, which is another presumably prime. a big dude. Yes. Um. Uh, the siege of the Citadel of Light. Right. Is uh, yes. This and, the idea of heroism. For the uh, next million years. Right. And Galvatron says, hey, what's your name, jerk? Uh, yeah. And now that we killed all these guys. This guy's like, oh, I'm Nova Major. Cool to meet you, Galvatron of the Darklands. Yeah. We're in this now. And if any of you... <laughs> I just suddenly thought of that, uh, the scene from Tim and Eric when they, like, first meet back in, like, the 90s. Uh, that's <laughs> what I'm just... <laughs> That's not what I've decided happened here. Um, <laughs> Galvatron was playing with some devil sticks. Anyway, right, uh, but they, so of course. They make a website. <laughs> you know how it goes. Get hacked. <laughs> but of course, Nova Major is like, well, obviously we know who that is. Right, um, naturally. And uh, Galvatron brings up a good point. He's like, Nova, where the hell is Prima? Like, 
why isn't he here? He uh, the greatest of all primes. Why is he not? Yeah, where's that dude? Standing? This seems like a battle he should be at. Yeah. And uh, Nova's like, oh, yeah, uh, it's gone. Yeah, he left. Uh, the age of primes has ended. Our masters are gone, my friend. And Galvatron and me, he was like, I have no master. I'm the coolest that's ever lived. And here's the thing about Galvatron. Uh, this is This goes along perfectly with the phrase, methinks thou doth protest too much like the fact that yeah. every time somebody brings up he's like i've never had a master i'm like what <laughs> happened with you and your master why don't we talk about that because you seem <laughs> very quick to deny the fact that you ever had one um which so you know just 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 what i think every time like the fact that he's very quick to be like change the subject i don't want to talk about this anymore he's like i don't have a dad uh, <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but he's he's out there like and then this guy shows up yeah that's like, well that's true. not entirely true that you've never served a prime yeah you used to have a prime and uh galvatron's like oh hey you oh sorry nova's like oh thank you you brought galvatron here my dream would have died if that hadn't happened and galvatron's like wait a minute you two know each other <laughs> or this was a little difficult to follow no okay pardon me yes Galvatron says, okay, you guys do know each other, uh, but you don't serve him? And uh, so, yeah, they're all just kind of confused. It's this weird meeting, like, wait a minute, I met this guy here, and I met this guy here, but they know each other? What? And you're all meeting up at Starbucks for the first time, and, like, nobody's really sure of, like, what? How do I... Um, and that's how intramural softball teams get formed. Yeah. And so Nova's like, wait, why would he think that I should be serving this weirdo traveler? Uh, and, and Galvatron is like, oh, you don't know? You don't know. Let's show him. And of course, as soon as Galvatron starts laughing at him, Nova's like, well, I want to know. Come, give yeah, me your take face your mask. mask off, dude. And he's like, chill, brother. I just wanted y'all to be both here. Yeah. Uh, like, go ahead. Take my mask off. He's like, check it out. It's me. The old guy sitting on the moon with Optimus Prime, Alpha Trion. Yeah. And I'm the last Prime, jerks. Enter me, he says in parentheses. Uh, and Optimus freaks out because he's like, he's like oh, you're one what? of the original primes? He's like, yeah, pretty cool, right? Here, right. Smoke this. <laughs> and uh, he's like, yeah, uh, Nova was pretty, pretty surprised too. Uh, but then he immediately, which I do kind of like the way that they treated this. He's like, yeah, that took Nova by surprise. Uh, do you also want to fight me? Because Nova immediately attacked me as soon as he learned that I was the last remaining prime. But that's the only way we know and of course then what we see after this interaction <laughs> between the two of them um i do love that he's like well because i'm so weak right now i don't think i'd be able to ha- handle you in a fight optimus and optimus like you could never handle <laughs> he was like you have never stood a chance against me let's get that correct what a, what a weird burden for optimus to get in it there. is even at your best you wouldn't stand a chance it's like oh prime <laughs> damn sassy so sassy there are moments i can't wait till we watch a generation one prime is so sassy in that sometimes i love it um uh and he says you hid this from me from millennia uh and he goes no i didn't hide it the truth is i was forgotten 
My job, my function, was to chronicle the history of our people, and when the primes fell, I had no choice but to fail. And I have no idea what he's talking about here. I'm thinking, so, the way I take it, because if I'm taking it correctly, I really, really like it. Like, okay. even just the way that that's worded. Um, so, essentially, what I take from this is that he, which, first of all, this last panel here, where we see them on the moon, I love the how the sky was treated because it's like half black with stars and half blue with stars yes um it's it's a nice little detail i like it um but so i take it to be there are the 13 primes alphatron is one of them he was like um the one character in 300 who like was there to like tell the story like he sure, didn't sure. go to the last battle because he left early um and he just then kind of told the story but so the way i take them this other line is when he says when the primes fell, I had no choice but to fail is him kind of saying I had to pretend I wasn't the chronicler of history and people because because of what happened with the lineage of the primes, because of what happened with Nova, he had to feign that he didn't know. He had to act like he didn't know about the primes because it was such a massive and we kind of learn this in what happens next. And we know what happened with Nova. Nova was a crazy asshole. Like, sure. that's how I take it, is Alphatron saying by failing, it was the only way he could kind of uh, preserve the idea of what Primes were, this, like, legacy of the Primes. Does that... That makes some more sense. Okay. He, he purposefully retreated so that he could become uh, the last sort of bearer of all of this knowledge. All of that and to not have to necessarily fess up to the fact that he knows and what we're going to see here, he fucked up. Gotcha. At least that's how I'm taking it. <laughs> um, that works for me. That makes okay. a little more sense. Okay. Um, um, because, yeah, we'll see here that, like, uh, Nova is... Uh, just obviously he was just in a fight and he's he's you know bloodied up and everything and uh we see alvatron with bloodied fists and he's like sorry i had to beat the hell out of you but you jumped me as soon as you learned i was the last prime um <laughs> and i love that he's even like no no i get it I'm like yeah that was dumb i shouldn't have done that and galvatron's like yeah you gotta be a prime to defeat a prime and um, immediately alpha's like no only a prime can kill a prime is what they say um uh, we are already defeated my his, era is ended yes Drama. um so dramatic and uh but then you know they well and the, the way they say these things is interesting uh nova's like if the primes are truly gone their powers are ours for the taking which you know is kind of like okay so and what we know obviously we've all read these at this point like what right. we know about like the enigma is like okay so are there all kind of uh actual objects that Right. To which it, Nova's referring. Yeah. Is it, is it a thing that can go and be found? Right. Um, and, uh, and again, Nova brings up Nexus Prime here and he says, if Nexus's ancient riddle could be solved and Galvatron jumps in, he's like, I killed all the headmasters. Uh, Nexus vanished. So whatever the enigma is, he took it with him. And that's for the better because the combiners suck and they are impure and I'm a gross, awful space person. Racist. Yes. Uh, <laughs> He's totally a space racist. And there's a really, really good uh, Mr. Show bit called Racist in the 31st Century. <laughs> it's, it's just a, a, this old, like, racist David Cross who's, like, being racist against a bunch of different kinds of of aliens super good bit can't trust a man what's made of vapor uh, <laughs> uh 
Uh, and that's exactly what Galvatron is right now. They, he is literally that character. Uh, and he, he's saying, only the remnants of Onyx's beast hordes taint our world. And Nova's uh, like, cool, then let's go, let's go see Onyx. Yeah, uh, and then we will decide what must be done for the good of Cybertron. Sure you will. Right. Uh, we know how that turns out, Nova. <laughs> exactly, Nova Prime, you jerk. Um, but they go to what they describe as Old Callus. Yeah, so Callus is a, a city that, yeah, we've a city-state of Cybertron that has come up before just in the franchise and the, you know, history of the right of all of transformers it's um, and there's this guy guarding the fortress and he's like hey you better not and they're like shut up uh and they're like we'll kill you it seems yeah. super easy there's like nobody else here and he's like i fine then there's nothing in there anyway like yeah i don't and you know what i don't care go ahead um i do want to point out callus if you will recall, my dear friend Greg, mm -hmm. back when I designed a concert tour for Soundwave, you helped, you wrote the little like the the copy, the copy for for the for the website for how the the shirt would be pitched on the website, and um, the text on it said uh, that his Soundwave's tour leveled most of Callus, and so there you go. <laughs> you asked for a city, and this was the city I gave you. Not there old you Callus, but yeah, Callus sure. that Optimus Prime would know. So there you go. A I knew it sounded friend familiar. history. There you go. Uh, and so they they get in here into this throne room, and they're like, "Yup, nobody's here." Yeah, um, just like we thought. And this guard is like, "Uh, what are you guys gonna do here?" Uh, and they're like, "What's your deal?" And he's like, "Oh, my name's Rhinox." Yay! I was Rhinox gonna say, hopefully cool. you guys recognize this guy. Some of you, if you I do, were he was in Beast Wars. Okay, Rhinox is a big old sweetie. Um. But and also just super cool, like Rhinox, you rule. So it was exciting uh, to see Rhinox. And boy, um, this is a super ominous page. Oof, yeah, um, it is. Nova's like, we will form a new world, Rhinox of Cybertron, uh, and he's like, get ready for a case system. Yep, he's very. I mean, obviously, we all know what is right, going to happen. Right, he's saying, get ready for a golden age, and Rhinox is like, do I have a place in this golden age? Yeah, me he's and like, my yes, friends. everyone does, and they will be put in their place. Yep, with a very wicked smile, of course. Right, uh, and that's how we get the the whole functionist ideas and all that sort of stuff. Yes, be. so there's kind of the start of it, like, oh, hey, we have Transformers who turn into beasts. Let's abuse that. Like, let's make them. And, you know, we'll, we'll see a little bit more of how that goes. And then meanwhile, uh, back on the moon. Yeah. Uh, Optimus is like, hey, you just thought this was a cool idea, Alpha yeah. Trion? Like, that was fine with you, Alpha? And he's like, well, yeah, at the time, it seemed like a good idea. <laughs> it seemed like a great idea. We were all baked. Also, he didn't sound nearly <laughs> as evil as or I am. baked. <laughs> Right. While baked and I like to imagine Alpha's like putting emphasis like evil, like making the words sound like, ooh, we know now that he's a bad dude. <laughs> and at the time he made it sound very innocuous. It yeah, was just like, like, yeah. We just had a big war and nobody wanted that. Yeah. Everybody's gonna have a job and we're all just gonna live together. Yeah, it's gonna uh, rule. Uh 
And Optimus is like, uh, you allowed Nova to become Prime. You allowed this Golden Age to happen. And he's like, oh, yeah, I wanted him to do that. And yeah, like, I told him to do it. I double-dared him. <laughs> uh, and Alpha Trion's like, I'm not, like, happy about it now, but I definitely <laughs> thought that was, like, the thing to do. Yeah, because he's saying he, you know, to begin a new era, to leave the past forgotten. So, presumably, he's talking about, again, with the Primes, with what happened with them, with the things he wanted to forget he or like kind of brush under the rug by kind of being like oh no i'm not a chronicler i don't know all of these things i'll just pretend to not know um sure. that's he essentially was kind of to jump start that with nova um and uh optimus you know is like listen and, and luckily obviously he's not really buying this like he uh, he you know he knows that this all happened but he's like are you fucking kidding me right now like he's very incredulous to this idea um and he's like all i have known is war but and then he does say peace through tyranny remains unappealing which of course as we know is megatron's kind of uh that was at least one of his battle cries sure one of his the ideal state uh, and I, I love the alpha trans like yeah you're a, a real morally superior to me dude we get it yeah like congratulations you're prime and i am an old man in a space wheelchair taking a huge bong rips <laughs> Uh, and so Alpha's like, anyway, I'll get to the point, I guess. Yeah, he's like, I'll wrap this up. Yeah. So, of course, Nova Prime, first of a new corrupt lineage. Like, oh, good. Right. We traded in one for another. Every Prime sucks until we get up to, to Optimus. Yes. He's like, we've we've talked about this. We know. Um, and uh, here we do have, we have G-Axis here. Yeah, that little gremlin. <laughs> And uh, he's, of course, sciencing around and uh, we have uh, there's this moment here that is, of course, it's just as obvious as it's supposed to be. We have uh, Nova saying, oh, Gxs, do not call me master. We are equals like before Primus, everyone is equal. And then he immediately is like, shut up, beast, as some like or beast <laughs> right. transformers like get me out of this tube. Um, and he uh... says. Like, I love this, but G-Axis is like, well, if everyone's equal, then six people combined are going to be super equal. Yeah, it'll be the best kind of equal. And of course, we know Galvatron is like, you guys are creeping me out. Galvatron's big squick, apparently, is combiners. He just, sure. it grosses him out. He doesn't want to think about it. Um, Banish this foul creature, Nova. He says that uh, G-Axis tampers with magics he does not comprehend. <laughs> magics spelled with a K, no less. Um, and G-Axis is like, it's not magic, it's science, because comic books. You know. Uh, it's a more dark version of the fact that Rodimus also calls things that he doesn't understand magic. <laughs> but that's just because Rod is a cute, dumb baby. and Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Galvatron um, is not a cute, dumb baby. He's just a dumb jerk. And G-Axis is like, we're going to figure out the enigma for combining, dog. It's going to rule. And Galvatron's like, dog, I search that fortress my myself there is, the enigma is with nexus yeah uh, he's like nexus left i've told you all this he took the enigma with him i looked it's not there and alpha trions like sounds like you think the enigma is a thing a person can have instead hmm. of just an idea and galvatron's like i mean uh i i, I totally didn't see it no <laughs> And, uh, of course, Salvatron's like, yeah, dude was lying to me. Um, 
And he somehow immediately knew what had happened to Nexus Prime. So now we see here, this whole time, Galvatron has been lying. He wiped out the headmasters and was like, all right, come on, who's next? Um, Space racist. Yeah, total space racist. He's like, come on, bring me your master. And, um, And we do get a little bit more, like... Story on top of story here. Right. Um, and We're going full Tolkien. Yes. And so Nexus Prime is like, listen, your master, Galvatron, Galvatron's master plotted with the deceiver, Liege Maximo. Um, he broke his promises to Solus Prime. So now we're getting very quickly the names of the other, of some of the other primes. Right. Um, he betrayed Prima. Uh, and he says, Galvatron, your master has fallen and his descent brings down all of Cybertron with him. So obviously this was the start of this war. Uh, Galvatron's master. And Galvatron says kind of quietly, Cybertron needs to fall and I serve no answer. They say, what'd you say? He says, I said suck my ass! <laughs> and he leaps into the air. Right. Starts and just starts... Destroying everything. Yeah. Taking people out. He's got his, like, magical axe with him. And, um... Shouting a bunch of racist shit. Just You dilute very, the purity of the Cybertronian race. Very racist. Um... And we have uh, Nexus standing there. He's like, you know what? This enigma's mine. You will never touch it, lowborn. Throwing class trash at this guy. Um, And then he very boldly is like, you're not a prime. And only a prime can kill a prime. So, and then he finally name drops Galvatron's master, Megatronus. Your master Megatronus knew this. Um, And then he says to Galvatron, your place is to serve your master. Which, as we as the reader know, oof, don't, you want to set off Galvatron? Buddy, don't say that to him. You don't. found the code phrase to get yourself real killed. Yup. And so, of course, Galvatron's like, I serve no master. And he then just, like, full on just murders Nexus Prime. Yeah, he says, I believe in no Prime, and then just uh, explodes the dude. Yeah, like, just obliterates him. And uh, uh, and then he takes the Enigma. Right, we see that the Enigma, yes, is a literal object, and he grabs it. Right, he swipes that thing. Uh, he does. And Optimus is like, oh, hold up. Yeah. Back uh, one, if he's a super space racist, why is he trying to take the Enigma of Combination? <laughs> Two, what the fuck is Megatronus? He's like, wait. And this is an interesting moment to me because Optimus does say, you just said Megatronus. Megatron chose his name for himself. So that is something that I kind of tried to think back on, but I'm guessing, I don't know if it's like as soon as they come online, they get to pick. Sure, decide. They want to be called. Name. Yeah. Um, but so Optimus says, yes, Megatron chose his name for himself. He chose it not based on ancient legends or history, depending on what you want to believe. And Alpha Trion is like, yeah, man, totally. (laughs) Uh, and then he's like, no, yeah, no, he definitely didn't. Do you think that's a coincidence or a pattern repeating through history? Hmm, think about that, Either way, we get the same result. There was a Megatronus who apparently started a just total huge civil war across Cybertron, and then we had a Megatron who was trying to get rights for everybody, and a war ended up happening. Uh, and Optimus is, is thinking to himself, you cryptic blazed dick. Uh, That's enough. We gotta get back. <laughs> we got we got we gotta take you back, Dan. 
Uh, Time to go home. Yeah, back to the the retirement center. Uh, And and he says, uh, for the Enigma, he assumes Galvatron tried to destroy it, but... he blew uh, it. Right. He says when he realized that I knew of it, talking about Alpha Triad, he sent it to the darkest of places. Uh, And again... Uh, an era later when you become Optimus Prime and you fight Megatron when I leave Cybertron for one year of my quest, I realized Shockwave knew where. Which I do want to take a hot moment and say everything we've seen of Alpha Trion leaving so far has only been half a million years ago. So I think that's a huh. uh, bit of a typo maybe. Because like everything is like 0.5 million years ago when he like leaves with uh for or uh like uh, everything we've seen with uh alpha Trion leaving with metroplex because we saw it you know from two different angles a few issues ago um right and it always said half a million years ago just a little thing that like a little discrepancy there uh, but uh so yeah, more that's interesting this, to note. he was um, saying that shockwave knew right. where uh yeah, he wasn't he wasn't just going around throwing ores and be like yeah here i guess yeah uh, so it's like oh he had a rhyme and a reason to where he was planting right. his ores, where he was seeding all of this stuff um he says shockwave knew the secrets of the ancients he knew where the 12 surviving primes went and the 13th he knew the secrets of the 13th and we see this massive impact on earth at the dawn of man seven million years ago yes it's uh, very and Optimus says the Enigma is on Earth. And he's like, so is that just like random? Or he's like, oh, you decide for yourself. Um, Again, coincidence or pattern. Um, You know, fucking weed philosophy. <laughs> uh, and he's, he's saying anything's possible. Um and he says that he, he was going to search, but his ship got shot down, um, and he didn't realize Galatron was alive, let alone on Earth. And that sort of brings us up to current speed. Yes. So, yeah, and he says he blundered into the human's traps, and Optimus like, oh, hell no, they were ready for us. Like, do not feel about, bad about that, man. All of us kind of got blindsided by these little tiny humans when we got back to Earth. Um, and, <laughs> and Alpha Tron is like, look... I don't know if Galvatron knows that the Enigma is here or if this is just a coincidence. Um, but if he does know... Right. He doesn't know if he's going to use it or if he's going to try to destroy it because, you know, space race. Absolutely. Right. He's so grossed out by combiners. Um, and Optimus it- is like, I got some dudes back on cybertron who are like could full-blown use that yeah yeah but also uh a lot of terrible shit could happen dude right he's like uh a lot of yeah a lot of people have tried to make combiners and it's yeah here's a list of the people who have made combiners Jaxus, shockwave megatron and swindle (laughs) one of these things is slightly different than the others um and Uh, he's saying they've all tried so hard um Right, and he's saying, like, maybe Galvatron had a reason for taking that away. Yeah, like, maybe he was right to do that, because every attempt at creating a combiner has failed, save for one Devastator. Uh, And uh, Alpha Trion says, oh, and who controls Devastator? And we see this (laughs) ship out in space. Yep. uh, With some, you know. Yeah, Cosmos has some uh, stealth paint on him, it looks like. Right. And, um... 
Uh, and Optimus is like, oh, shit, dude, totally good deal. They're on our side right now because yeah. Prowl's in control of them. My sweet, dear friend Prowl is totally like their boss now, so we're good. Uh, and again, Alpha Trion, who we can presume believes that they have privacy right now. <coughs> is like, well, are you going to tell him about this? And Optimus is like, Prowl's a total piece of shit, but he's my buddy. Why wouldn't I tell him? And of course, Prowl is already listening in on this in Cosmos with the Constructons. And he's like, oh, I can't wait to fuck everything up. That's and he's like, impression. yeah, he's kind of like sitting like a hussy and like <laughs> he's got his boys all around him. There are probably some power games going on here. I mean, like besides the obvious power game, you know what I mean. You I know what you know mean. What you guys all know. You know how I Saucy bots. <laughs> that uh, sounds like it would be like a, like a shapes pasta. <laughs> Mac and cheese saucy. Uh, and there it is. That's 34. Next, Days of Deception. If you couldn't get enough, we're gonna go for one more. Oh, boy. Days uh, of Deception. 35. Yep. Uh, God, okay. I hope you dudes love humans. Oh, gosh. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So, just <laughs> to preface, please bear with us. I genuinely, I love everybody who works on these comics. I love these comics. It just, there are moments that kind of get a little hard to talk about enthusiastically. Um, just because I don't love all the stuff that is going to happen, which I think is totally fair. I don't have to love everything that happens in these comics. Um, but anyway, that's just kind of a preface onto maybe some uh, reactions you're going to get right. from us. And interestingly, this is the first issue of Transformers. Yes, this is just the Transformers. No this longer is not robots. robots in disguise. They're out of disguise. Prowl blew they, it. There you go. Prowl did blow it. Uh, and Prowl yeah. fucked everything up so bad they had to change the name of the comic. They changed the very name. If you anybody doesn't know, it was actually changed because of the show. The, right. There is a TV show now called... Called Transformers Robots in Disguise that has a comic based in that continuity. Yes. That comic has the name Transformers Robots in Disguise. Right. So be very careful when you buy these on Comixology. Yes. Um, this one, yes, is now just called The Transformers, which, yes, was the previous title of the ongoing series, but they never got up to this number. So you should be okay. Anything from 35 on is this continuity. Or is this, it's all the same continuity. It is this arc. Um, and of so. course, if you're looking at this, you're definitely asking yourself, who is this handsome, rugged, badass individual on the cover? Gotta know more about him. Yeah. Cannot wait. He's got to learn this about... facial scar, a stern look. He's holding a gun, some kind of stealth armor. How much cooler could he get? I like the way that, like, it. this cover really is very much like, it almost looks like an 80s movie poster. Like, we have Prowl's gigantic face it's behind, like... It's on Miami Vicing right now. Right. But then also, like, but please take away that we're in Japan, because, like, right. here's Mount Fuji. It's full-on Tokyo Vicing right now. <laughs> There's also a giant moon, which we, I would presume is because that's where it's the Autobots are, like... lunar Vicing right now. Lunar Vice. See, if I hadn't already drawn our album art, it could have been <laughs> Lunar Vice. Uh, and so let's just get right into it. Let's hop in. Roll and Learn call. about this scruffy human dude. Uh, this is the third of three very different stories in this episode. Um, we got Optimus again. We know that guy. Yeah. Uh, Cup, the, the 
crotchety old cigar smoking dude. Yeah. Uh, Jazz, who we know, good old buddy Jazz. Yeah. Prowl, love him. Greg's fave. My all-time number one, close to my heart, get him tattooed on my body fave. <laughs> RC, Sideswipe, Cosmos, Jetfire, Skylinks. We know all these dudes. We like these dudes. We like most of these dudes. <laughs> we are madly in love with every single one of these dudes. We wildly appreciate eight of these nine dudes. <laughs> so, we start... The story. In Nikko, Japan, and then a panel later go to Tokyo, Japan. Yeah. Um, We're in two different settings. Yes. Which uh, they kind of explain pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, So we have a a Steve Jobs style CEO doing a press conference uh, for Onyx Interface, and his name is Garrison Blackrock. Um, And he's charming and telling jokes. But we also see there's a tiny little robot here speaking like uh, Skids and Mudflap from the Transformers movies. Yeah, he's a little bit of a jive talker. Uh, Um, He's in Decepticon colors, interestingly enough. Yeah, so this little baby, he's a mini Constructicon. They were Uh, created by Ramjet. There used to be three. Okay. Megatron killed Ramjet, so that's why. And... uh, I believe Ramjet might have killed the other two mini Constructicons. He oh. was using them. Yes, obviously. I know, right? It's like, boys, stop. All of you, knock it off. <laughs> um, there, yes, there were three. Two of them, I think, got sassy, something like that. They ended up getting killed. This is the only one that was left. Ramjet got killed by Megatron. And so, like, without knowing exactly... And we kind of get an idea of what happened to the little tiny baby mini Constructicon here. But that explains, like, hopefully that, you know, shed some light on why this little tiny robot is suddenly here and uh, where he came from. So he did. Yeah, he is. Uh, I will say I do like his design because he's he's got an abstract head. Yep. I thought you would like him. Also, he's just little. And he looks like a Constructicon. Like, he looks like 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 a a human. Yeah, he's just little. Um, Uh, And he is indeed, like, sneaking in somewhere being trailed by humans yes and i think he learned how to speak from the radio and that's uh, supposed to be why they keep all... rolling for real yeah for real uh, all one word. and so this this is a, a sort of back and forth thing yes the garrison blackrock is discussing hey so we know there's aliens uh that's weird right um <laughs> and we see this dude sneaking in he's like keep rolling for real and he's being tracked by a human with a gun um and this garrison fellow is like what if uh i could sell you products that would make you secure wouldn't that be cool and he gets his little robot butler up there oh so cute it's a pretty cute little dude i like that guy um beep booping he's bringing him some water and he's he's like check it out robots cool right these ones we can trust um and this little constructicon mini boy is like oh man what's up human uh and he's got a gun in his face he gets shot pretty good Uh, this is real back and forth it's hard to go through all this well he yeah so it's back and forth so presumably so essentially what's happening here is uh yes garrison blackrock is holding is the steve jobs he's holding the conference and as he's talking this other little bot not i mean in nico japan into a place yes so he's somewhere relatively nearby i don't actually know how far apart the two places are in tokyo i should have looked it up i didn't um but presumably he's relatively close by and um as in this little the mini constructicon is being 
suddenly held up by humans as Blackrock is giving this presentation. The humans start shooting at him and he transforms and starts driving away. Um, and uh, sort of use an electric tripwire type deal to shock him and uh, put him out of commission permanently, which is real sad. Right. Um, and this is all going on as Blackrock is hyping up this crowd for whatever he's about to. He's talking about this right. Onyx interface that he's making, and it's going to connect all your devices and da 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 and all the things they always say. Which uh, I. Like, listening to this dude, just as a guy who generally gives a shit about tech conferences and all these sorts of things and reads, like, Daring Fireball, this would never work, dog. You need different operating systems for different devices. I'm sorry. <laughs> what uh, if it's a whole new world where everybody has completely different tech because of Cybertronian technology? It just, it wouldn't work. Because it's just, I, you need different things suited to different tasks. I'm sorry. That's how it works. Windows I, tried putting Windows on everything doesn't work dog that's fair i totally believe you and i agree with you also i don't think it would have been long enough for everybody to have cybertronian technology by now uh and so he's he's doing the general sort of skynet like creepy pitch for technology um it's very much yeah barring how unrealistic it is it's very much the kind of thing you see at a tech conference um and he's like here it is everybody and then as he throws to it there's spike Wit Wiki, Earth Savior. And I do want to say he, uh, Spike mentions Jimmy Pink, who is the blonde man with him. And uh. Jimmy has actually been in these stories since the beginning. Um, the start of this kind of rebirth of Generation 1 through IDW um, started with Infiltration back in... 2005 i want to say and it was about these three kids like it it focused on these three kids it was jimmy hunter and verity and verity is the one whom ultra magnus has his hollow form based on there you go so yeah so jimmy's from all the way back to the start unfortunately jimmy kind of jimmy uh, fell in with the wrong crowd yeah like hunter's killed at this point hunter got a better ending than jimmy did in my opinion but i'm sorry that's me putting my very heavy (laughs) bias in here i apologize let's continue uh yes so spike and jimmy were the ones hunting down that uh tiny baby sweet sweet boy um and Spike hacks into the press conference because uh, there's so much stuff here that's just stunning to me um, <laughs> already. And it's not even like valid know, like reasons to be mad. Um, I'm just like, this is not how a conference works. It wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to do this. It's going to be on a closed loop. It's, um, anyway, uh, he's, he's, he's up here and he's like, Hey, everybody, guess what? I'm tough and cool. Uh, and I'm, I'm such a martyr. He's being tough everything. and cool. I used to be in charge of protecting earth from Cybertronians. Uh, and he says the government kicked me out while they made deals with Blackrock here. Um, <coughs> And Blackrock's freaking out, and his uh, Spike is saying, "Like, hey, all this stuff. Guess what? It's actually bad." Like they are in, uh, he's yeah, trying to say like they've they've allied with the exact same creatures that nearly destroyed our planet. And if you want proof, look in the mirror. And he holds up a mirror to tiny little baby to through whom he's hacked into this conference video signal. Um, and of course the tiny little baby just is like, yo, what's up, bird? Um, <laughs> like, hey, y'all, I'm on TV. And, um, uh, 
and so he's he's showing all these people that there's still Cybertronians out there, and he points a gun at the sweet baby, and he's saying, every Cybertronian brings us closer to Armageddon. Uh, and then he points a gun at sweet little baby, and he says, ask what happened in Poverty Flats, and then shoots the sweet baby in he, the face. Yeah, he straight up murders him. Out. Ah, sad. It is and, sad. Uh, Garrison was like, get me Marissa Fairborn. Somebody give me the verse of Fairborn on the horn. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of stuff that we just suddenly get introduced to at the beginning there. But yeah, so presumably the uh, baby Constructicon, obviously the, like, it were to take that the the government either had him and gave him to BlackRock or whatever, but clearly he was directly linked to BlackRock and that's why he was out there and that's how somehow Spike magically just knows because he can do anything. Because he's a badass. Because he's just so cool. God, I wish I was Spike Witwicky. I I do want to see going through this because there's there's a lot of stuff coming up here and I'm interested to see how like if it was a competition between how you feel about Spike versus how you feel about Prowl. (laughs) same guy (laughs) yeah you're kind of not wrong at least in this iteration yeah um Uh, so then we luckily hop back yes let's let's talk to some gosh darn robots (laughs) thank god robots that aren't Uh, about to be just you know get their heads blown off cosmos Um, is like well cup i think the stealth is not gonna work anymore yeah stealth they're getting a lot of missiles shot at them and so, yeah, all these missiles are suddenly shooting off. Uh, Cosmos is over top of Bikini Atoll, where they were at the Marshall Islands. Um, but uh, he's, so he was up there, he was stealthed, and now they're just missiles. And um, he's like, all right, we'll send out some people to help you. And um, Cosmos transforms. And I do, I love how I, I have such a, like, I get it. Like, these bots that are over it. Cosmos and Jetfire are like, get me out of here. Why did I sign up for this? I, I brought this on myself. Um, but uh, he's just, yeah, Cosmos is being funny and kind of, like, bitching. and uh, he, But he does report back. He's like, oh, okay, look, the EDC base, Earth Decepticon. Mm. Uh, let's see. Cool stuff. Earth Decepticon cool stuff base is still pretty clearly operational. But the Decepticon ship is gone. Mm-hmm. The one that they shot down. The, uh, right, that they destroyed with yes. uh, Devastator. Yes, so the Nemesis <laughs> is gone. I like that Cup is like, that's probably not a good thing. <laughs> probably bad. He's like, yeah, real fucking astute observation there, Cup. <laughs> Way to go, Cup. Glad I have you on my side. Um, I, I, I feel so bad for Cosmos because he says, uh, look, I try to stay positive, but I'm getting really sick of sticking my neck out for pictures of stuff we already know. <laughs> and, and he's then, not wrong. Even and then, Skylink's totally burns him. Yeah, he's like, you think you have a neck? This, this is a neck. He's like, Which check I mean, it out, fully ambulatory. He just starts helicoptering around with his neck. Um, but then, of course, he starts telling a story about necks and the revolution. Right. And, and like, oh my god, shut up, Skylink's. Right, Skylink's just, um, and uh, Sideswipe is out here. And he's got a jetpack. He does, which is important to me. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be upfront. I love the Lamborghini twins. And we've addressed this before. I don't like that they're not twins in the comics. And I don't really love IDW Sideswipe, at least not in these. I don't know. He's a little sure. too like of a hothead. He's a little too like, look at me, look at me. I'm going to shoot things. And to me, that wasn't, that's it's not the Sideswipe I fell in love with. Um. So, but he is here and he does have his jetpack, which, yay, he should. Jet judo. Gonna go jump on some jets. But, uh, so, of course, yeah. 
Sideswipe has shown up. Skylinks is here because, yes, Cosmos has been shot at. So he ducks in. He's like, cool, I'm getting out of here. Um, And, yeah, there's just kind of like a... And uh, Sideswipe's just happy to be out here shooting all these missiles, having a good old time. Yeah, he's having fun. And and they're like, oh, and Skylinks is like, oh, P.S., Cosmos, when you get inside, uh, Prowl is calling for you. He's like, oh, my God, this day sucks. (laughs) Cosmos is like, great, Uh, of course, of course he's calling me. Of course I'm about to sit down and have a (laughs) dinner, and Prowl wants to talk. Uh, (laughs) Prowl is so terrible. He says, Cosmos, stop messing around with Prime's B-T and get back to the ark <laughs> what an asshole god prowl you were not making it easy to defend you my darling not at all um, um and cosmos is like hey come on they're all right like, uh, they're, what's up and prowl's just like i got a very interesting google alert which is pretty funny to see prowl say google it's, alert it's a little funny <laughs> uh but Luckily, at least these are humans we know, and at least I don't yeah, despise I don't, any I don't, of these humans. I don't dislike Marissa Fairborn. Yeah, I'm down with Marissa. Jones is here now, and I'm into her, and uh, Sanjay's here. He's fine. Uh, so anyway, we go now into uh, the inside of the, the EDC, uh, the compound here on Bikini Atoll, and uh, Sanjay's kind of reporting back to Marissa. He's like, uh, there were Autobots, but they've just left, like... Yeah, yeah, they they didn't like, really do these anything. Dudes just like got out of here. And yeah, she's like, "Are you sure it wasn't an attack?" And he's like, "Yeah, I think they were just like watching us." Yeah, and she's like, like "Yeah, that makes sense." And Jones is like, "Yeah, I'd be watching too." Or <laughs> like, "Sure, yeah, I I totally get it." Um. And uh, so Marissa's like, it's fine. Let's not pursue. We don't have to. Like, And obviously we see these girls suiting up because we know BlackRock was just like, get Marissa Fairborn here. Right. Uh, uh, I, I did skip over Sanjay saying, I managed to confirm Sideswipe, <laughs> the flying saucer guy, and the space dragon. <laughs> I have con- confirmation on space dragon. Don't worry, I- Sanjay. After you read a couple more issues, it becomes pretty natural to remember who's who. You'll get it. You'll get it. Um. But so Sanjay does bring up, he's like, because the girls are kind of talking, they're like, you know, the the Autobots are behind the moon and we don't need to confront them. Like, it's not in our best interest right now. And uh, and Jones does say not until our little army is built anyway, which we would guess Mm. is the Seekers. Um, And uh, Sanjay's like, Sanjay brings up a good point. He's like, does this maybe involve spike witwicky like did maybe the autobots team up with him right because they know about what happened down at the press conference already right um and that's what they're they're now responding to and um (laughs) she's like no everybody hates spike witwicky (laughs) nobody like the biggest deal here is who gets to murder that dude first which makes me like marissa fairborn even more than i already did um rules yeah I do really like this panel a lot. <laughs> I do too. It's a good one. It's just RC standing out on the Arc 7 saying, idiots inbound. <laughs> and she's like very like steady. She's like planted there. She's got yeah. her fists on her hips. Power posing. Total power posing. Yeah. Idiots inbound as we can see Skylinks <laughs> in the distance. It's a very funny panel. I like it a lot. Um and so, uh, and Optimus, even in the next one, is like, RC, be nice. Um, it's a very warning. It's a very dad tone. Like, come on, RC. <laughs> you kids don't play talk. together. <laughs> I'm going to need you to be nice to your brothers. Um, and uh, Jetfire's like, hey, uh, it's a good thing you idiots went to the other side of the moon because Alvatron should definitely not have done that. He should be resting up. 
Um, and uh, Alvatron's like, oh, don't blame Optimus. It was my idea. He was he was he's, doing me a fame. Yeah, he's totally doing the old man shtick. Um, <laughs> and Optimus is like, hey, Jetfire, get out from it. Right. Thanks for everything, Jetfire. I know you're like trying to work, but I need a moment alone with Alvatron. And Jetfire rightfully is like, yeah, sure. We, you know, I've only been here forever, but why in the hell should I be trusted? I'm going to get out of here. And uh, again, the the level of how over it, Jetfire and Cosmos, <laughs> like those two just got to run away together I, and I will support it. Uh, Take yeah, Doc. I'm, I'm totally into it. I'm like, you know what? You two are deserve better than this. You really do. Go find somebody who appreciates you, both of you. Um, and Optimus is like, I'm not used to keeping secrets from my soldiers. Uh, and Alpha Tron's like, oh, soldiers, I thought they were your friends. Like, yeah, I mean, whatever, shut up, you're high. <laughs> um, and Optimus is discussing the Enigma of Combination, which is why he needed Jetfire to step out. Right. Um, yeah, Optimus says, all right, well, because I haven't found anything in five minutes of looking, I'm just going <laughs> to give up and go back to Cybertron. Right. He's over it. He's totally done here. And he's like, dog, you gotta, you gotta chill out. Um, but is that why you're going back? to Cybertron. So right. Alpha and Optimus is like, well, that, I mean, like, Starscream is running the planet. I should check in on that. Right. He brings up the explosion, which, of course, we know happens in right. the Windblade miniseries. Uh, so he's like, I guess I should see if, you know, people are dead. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. That seems um, like an important thing. You know, maybe check in on that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Alphatron brings up an anniversary, which I think kind of gets explored more in the autocracy, the the other books that we okay. kind of yeah, mentioned. Yeah, I I had no idea what he was referring to there. And Prime says, I apologize. I suppose sometimes I allow sentimentality to happen. Um, and I, I figured, oh, it must be Drift's birthday. Or um, <laughs> Happy birthday, 100 years, Drift. <laughs> and uh, uh, Al- Alphatron just like laughs at him. He kind of looks like a manic person in these panels. Yeah, um, what a weird dude. He looks a little creepy. You're a little, a little much, Alpha. Um, but he like laughs at Optimus. Like, I never thought I'd see the day. A sentimental Prime. You're usually a bunch of jerks. Um, <laughs> He's like, yeah, Primes blow. <laughs> they're just the worst. <laughs> but yeah, you go ahead, Optimus. Run on back to Cybertron. Um, uh, and he gets a little moment with Doc here, and he's like, oh, Doc, when you're as old as me, sentimentality's all you have. Doc's like, I don't know why I am. He's like, Optimus, I... please don't leave me here alone. <laughs> Send Jetfire back in, please. Oh my god, don't close the door. <laughs> uh, and Prowl is immediately like, what? Are you really? You're leaving right now? Because, of course, he's kind of like, <laughs> he's always a little, he's always very questioning of Optimus. Um, yes. Uh, but Optimus is just like, oh yeah, Prowl, thanks. Thanks for meeting me. I appreciate it. Um, this page is the closest anybody gets to telling Prowl off here. It's true. Well, and there's also, there is a moment on this page I really like, but I think, I don't know if it's just because of the visual. Um, sure. But uh, uh, yeah. Right. Prowl is saying like, if you leave right now, the Decepticons and Optimus is like, Decepticons haven't done anything since you took their ship down. I have a bar mitzvah to go attend. <laughs> you take command. Okay. <laughs> And, and uh, I was like, oh, fine. Right. Well, and I love because like the exchange is like, while I'm away, command falls to you, Prowl. And Prowl says, doesn't it always? And the, like, and you just imagine that like Prowl saying, doesn't it always? Like he's a little bit sassy here. And then there's this 
silent moment and just the looks between these two i love it for some reason like optimus is like looking kind of full on over his shoulder back at like did you just fucking sass me and prowl's <laughs> kind of got his head quirked to the side like what are you gonna do about it and prowl or optimus rounds on prowl and is like okay listen hey, listen to me you little shit like i have put up with your shit for the past few weeks and it has been dangerous and you know what yeah You've been getting results, but you are being erratic, and you are not following the chain of, chain of command, which is true. Right. Uh, uh, and, and he's, he's saying, like, you have to obey rules here, or everything's going to go to piss, dog. Uh, everyone's calling each other dog in this issue. I don't know they, what's up with it. That seems I love it. Me, but I'll throw it in. Yeah, the writers um, were onto something here. And he says, you are to engage in missions only when necessary. Which you know this is immediate. Like, Prowl is that kid. Like, Prowl's <laughs> that teenager who's like, oh my god, dad's about to leave. And then I can have exactly. as many as I want. Not this only that, but like, Optimus said only when necessary. Guess who thinks it's necessary <laughs> to take right. pre- like preemptive action all rash- the time? Right. Prowl rationalizes every dumb thing he does. Like, every shitty thing he does has a reason. Like, in his mind, it is a legit right. good he can, reason. He can uh, just justify anything. Yeah. And so, great. Good idea, Optimus. Thank you. I'm glad you have thought this through. Um, but uh, Prowl's like, listen, the humans know that they're we're here. They are with Galvatron and they want to kill all of us. And Optimus is like, yeah, so does everybody. That's yeah, what happens. Very rightly, he's like, yeah, dude. Everyone always wants us dead forever and that's never changed. <laughs> like that's just always been the case. Where have you been for the past four million years? Um and Prowl's then again, and here's the, the little warning for Optimus. Prowl's like, I'm just saying every action I take has been absolutely necessary. Um, and, and uh, Optimus says, like, the Decepticons are hiding, Earth is regrouping, uh, short of launching a revolution against the humans, there's nothing to do right now. Just chill, dog. Yeah, just take in a movie, talk to a pizza, just cool <laughs> it. And he says, I know your spark is bright. All I ask is keep my crew and the humans safe, which I think I like that choice of words, keep my crew right. safe. Uh, and then Skylinks <laughs> flies in. Skylinks is like, beep, beep, I'm coming in. <laughs> and he's uh, like, did Prime just leave? Oh my god, that guy's always going. Uh, and, and even Cosmos is like, where's he going? I never get to talk to him. <laughs> Cosmos, you sweet darling. Go find Jetfire. Um, and Prowl's like, yeah, all I get to do is talk to him. Uh, I, I love this because he goes like full DeviantArt emo. And he's like, I'm protecting everyone from his weakness. And Cosmos is like, okay. Like, yep, you keep doing you, bud. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Sideswipe is like, what did you do, Cosmos? And P.S., what the hell is a Google alert? Which, you know, <laughs> good, fair question, babe. You would not sure. know what that is. Cup's like, oh, hey, Prowl, you're probably in a good mood, right? Um, and Prowl's immediately like, shut up. I gotta go to my room and sulk. And uh, I love that Cup is in the hall. He's like, hey, did you catch that episode of The Office last night? He's like, I'm busy. <laughs> I'm time for this. Um, as Optimus is leaving, he does radio back to RC. And uh, so he gets in contact with her. And uh, we see as Optimus is talking to her, Prowl gets to his room. His nose is bleeding, which is something that's been happening mm-hmm. since he started forming up with the Constructicons. Um, and Optimus is like, you know, I know Prowl is super trustworthy and he's never been anything but totally sweet to me. But <laughs> and I know you guys are like super BFFs. 
But uh, could and you... RC's like, no, yeah, that guy blows. I get it. I'll keep an eye on him. Yeah, like I, I will totally stop. Optimus is he's just like, hey, so this is a sensitive subject. But like, <laughs> Prowl sucks, right? And RC's like, oh yeah, that guy suck forever. He's like, yeah, I'm outside of his door right now. I can hear him pitching a fit in there, which he literally is doing. He throws his table, which as we know from Rewind, it's like he what he likes right. to do. Um, she's like, I think he's doing coke. <laughs> It kind of looks and sounds that way. Um, and then we get a knock, knock on his door and he's kind of muttering to himself, get out of my head. And these are the things that I know he's super just like being a total shit fest in all of these. But like there are moments with Prowl that I like. I like this moment where he throws a tantrum, where he throws the table, where he kind of like hits his knees against the ground and he's bleeding out of his face because he's got this like neural link to the Constructicons and it's kind of driving him crazy at this point like it's starting to obviously it's been kind of getting at him Um, yeah and i get that and i like it as well but like come on this is going to be the second time that prowl's not going to be held accountable for any of his actions because he's being influenced by outside forces oh okay i see where you're going with it i see where you're going with it i I could see that being the concern to me. That wasn't, that wasn't where they were going, but I can totally see that being the concern. Um, I mean, it, it, and I'm with it, you. That would be a lame excuse. Right. Cause I, I get that pro it's, it seems like, Oh, uh, the first time it wasn't prowl because he was being mind controlled. The second time, like, Oh, this isn't prowl because he's being affected by the devastator stuff he's doing. Like true. then if that's the he, case, I've never met prowl. Yeah, no, that's true. And that's fair. That's absolutely, a fair argument um no i get it i get what you're saying to me really all i was saying was i i liked this uh sure i love seeing this kind of manic covered in blood yeah room around that's a good time i'm into it right p.s in issue 33 when sarah stone drew him with the blood on his face i'm like that's the best one yet that <laughs> yeah aces That'll like do it, it. <laughs> um luckily though the day is saved because really the Constructicons, oh my God, they are the heroes that we need in this book. <laughs> Prowl opens the door. He's like, all right, guys, pack your bags. We're going to Earth. And immediately Mixmaster's like, but but Optimus said to stay out of trouble. And they all lose their minds <laughs> laughing. They all start laughing so hard. They're like, oh my God, you're so fucking funny, Mixmaster. You're hilarious. Um, you wild. They're dog. even like world's funniest Constructicon right here. Like it's total like a buddy moment. Everybody's like smacking <laughs> each other, giggling about it. And the one, then he's even like, oh, hilarious. Anyway, like wiping away <laughs> tears. It just, they're so amused. Um, I think this long haul wiping his tears away, like, whew, that's so funny. Um, and then it gets even better because in this next panel, yeah, because long haul's like, all right, but for real, what, what, what are we doing? Where are we going? <laughs> and Prowl goes, if you could kill any living creature in the universe, who would it be? And just please look at the majesty of every single Structicon yes. on this panel. Like, uh hook looks like he's just been asked to be wed like he's got his <laughs> hands clasped and he's smiling so softly like oh, he looks like he gasped yeah like and he's got yeah like he's got his hands together and they're all just like oh my god long hauls back there with both fists and they're like oh my god oh my god i can't even wait and like so here you go the moment of zen in this issue is just the constructor guns like thank goodness they're here there you go everybody the whole episode <laughs> was leading up to that it was leading up to this moment um I should just screenshot that and add it when I post this on Tumblr. Um, But uh, yeah, Prowl's like, good news. Spike has resurfaced. 
let's go kill that dude. Yeah. Uh, Which, like, I'm into. Sure. I'm the Prowl is the first time I've ever agreed with something I've said. <laughs> because uh, especially <laughs> when we turn to the next page. Yeah, Spike is, like, standing over the charred burning remains of that cute little Decepticon boy. Um, Baby. And even this guy, what's his name, Jimmy? Yes, so Jimmy's the blonde one. Jimmy's like, hey, doesn't everybody hate you? Yeah, like, shouldn't you be concerned that, like, everybody now knows that you're alive? Because everybody wants to murder you? And Spike's like, I got it. I can handle myself. My Uh, dad taught that. And I love that they're having this conversation just stripping down buck-ass nude like (laughs) bros do. They are, they are. Uh, Spike is stripping out of his solid snake skin-tight suit, uh, stupid sexy Flanders suit. Absolutely. and Jimmy's like, hey, you really killed one of those big old robot boys? Uh, he's like, oh yeah, dog, it was awesome. What? I'm sorry, this is so clumsy. John Barber, I love you so much. This interaction is so clumsy. I, like, because Spike's like, I've told you that story a hundred times. Which, if that's the case, Jimmy would not continue to keep asking. Also, Jimmy acts like he's never been around Transformers before. Which, I'm like, no, not the case at all. Um. And he does say Cybertron's got my best friend murdered and left me behind. And I'm like, sure. Um, yeah, sure. Well, okay. Um, but also then, and this is the stuff, and I know I've already complained about this on the show. The fact that, cause again, the, the lead, the quote unquote leader of the Constructicons is Scrapper. He is supposed to be the head of Devastator. Spike Witwicky murdered him uh, because geez. that's a thing that a tiny human can do, you know? Sure. That's totally. I mean, I murdered Scrapper just the other day. Right. Who hasn't murdered Scrapper at this point? (laughs) We've all been there before. With some common household goods, no less. Picture the situation. You're out murdering Scrapper with your friends. (laughs) Oh, man. You all go back to blaze it. Um, (laughs) But it's it's just, it's very clumsy. And they're just the humans and I hate them and, you know. I totally Um, get it. Yeah, so I apologize if somebody just loves the scene and they are like, no, you're the worst. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We can get along about all other things. Uh, and, um, and Spike is saying, like, don't worry, I'm real cool. And Jimmy's like, okay, well, what do we do? He's like, we're going to dress like stupid dicks. Yeah, we're going to, um, we're totally tourists here. But yeah, Spike is essentially saying, look, they can be killed. And that's just right. what we're going to do. We're real good at it because I did it once. Yeah. And then we see he's getting a ridiculous text. Busy uh, now. See you tomorrow. But it's like written like the Teen Girl Squad wrote it, <laughs> which would be what? awesome. If Who that would was... ever type B-Z-Y as busy? Especially on like a smartphone. Like it corrects that stuff for you. Uh, anyway, we have Marissa Fairborn flying into this black rocket. <laughs> Thank thing. God. Um, and she's like, I wonder how he's glossing over this. And he's yeah. like, oh yeah, sorry, we launched that video game right now. Yeah, that first person shooter, that was not supposed to go up until later. Sorry, everybody. And of course, everybody's panicking anyway. We can see everybody on their phones. Um, and Marissa. This, right, giant ship comes in. Yeah, they land and the girls disembark and they're immediately like, get over here, you idiot. Let's go. Um, and of course, he's he's playing it up like, oh, this is no big deal. Ha ha ha. This is just a glitch in the system. Nobody panic and call all the newspapers. But please, let's step into the office. So they go into the office and of course, immediately he's like, are you guys kidding me with this? <laughs> he's like, why are there only two of you? And they're like, dog, fuck <laughs> off. 
<laughs> that's literally what they say um, I, I was amazed that they got away with it but yeah, yeah. Said, dog fuck off right to his face <laughs> finally um well and yeah so it's whatever it's just back and forth he wish he is like there should be more of you and jones is like some idiot like called you like that does not require a full army um and so they kind of like exchange jabs because they're like listen right it, he is he's saying like look i need you guys to make everything scarier and crazier because the more people who are terrified of this situation the more shit i'm gonna sell right he sells guns he sells comfort and this will generate sales in both of those and things he's like make sure your spike wit wiki sticks to a script i can use and she's like look spike isn't we don't we don't have anything to do with that guy anymore. yeah he's not ours he used to be he's ex skywatch i um, love that jones's one line in like this whole scene is just like uh the edc was formed out of the ashes of spike's actions she's like like a phoenix Marissa's like, sure, like a phoenix. Why? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Turns out Jones loves tabletop gaming. She's got I her monster it. manual. Absolutely. And I'm like, Jones, I like you even more. Let's hang um, out. Come on the show, Jones. Jones, we want you to be our guest. Um, and yeah, Blackrock, of course, is just like, do not forget that without me, without Onyx, which of course is his operating, not right. operating system, his uh, interface, there is no EDC. Um, so he does say here, I built your airplane, your secret base, your army of transformers. So there you go. Right. That's the army, of course, we know about. Um, and he will not allow anyone to tear down his empire. And then we go to the Decepticon <laughs> burner class warship Nemesis at the bottom of the Indian Ocean. There it is. We found it. Yeah, it's at the bottom of the Indian Ocean the whole time. <laughs> That's just where it was. And we have Galvatron. I was Galvatron. just about to look there. Oh, it was the it's always the last place you look. The bottom uh, of the Indian Ocean. And so, yeah, Galvatron's watching TV. He's, He's talking like, to the TV. I know that guy. You know something, don't you? And then Scoop's like, who knows what? What's up? Yeah, like, what are you doing in here? And the hey, media how you Galvatron doing, Galvatron? And grabs, grabs him by the him throat. By, yeah, and shoves his gun arm in his face. Yeah, he's like, what are you doing snooping in here? I might be doing private things. I might be writing my journal. What are you doing? Um, He calls Scoop an Autobot. Scoop, of course, is like, oh, no, an Autobot. And now, you know, he, of course, is like, I renounced those infidels, he calls them. Uh, And then he says, um, you know, he changed. That's why he's here with the construct or the Decepticons. Pardon me. Um, and, and Galvatron's and, like, shut up. What do you want? He's like, Soundwave told me to go get you, man. Yeah, Soundwave was on the couch and he's like, hey, will you go get Galvatron? And I said, of course, darling. And uh, Galvatron, of course, as they're walking back, um, he's like, ugh chosen one i was around <laughs> when those stories were made up and alchemist prime made up that story and he was drunk on 12 drams of rancid injects when he came up with this whole like chosen one nonsense yeah this like trilogy of books that revolved around a chosen one <laughs> that you idiots all turned into a legend a prophecy uh, i do want to point out we <laughs> i keep forgetting that galvatron has abs oh yeah he's totally got his six pack <laughs> and he's 
throw it off reference. there. Like, come on, dude. Who are you fooling? It's like, but observe my tummy here. I look great. Um, <laughs> I paid good money to have this. It is uh, funny because they're bright red next to yeah. his like gray and purple. Like the rest of him is a very toned down gray and purple in these. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, then they're just, just screaming red abs. Like ruby six pack abs just glistening just when shining. i get like super shredded and ripped and cut i'm gonna yeah. like dye my abs red so that i can be galvanized. <laughs> yeah dye them red i like it i like it i'm gonna get uh, i guess tattoo them that's the word i'm looking for <laughs> i love that you meant to say tattoo but you said <laughs> dye them <laughs> whatever same process same, same thing you know Ooh, i'm having some fun tonight i <laughs> Oh goodness! Um, and well, and then Scoop is kind of like continuing to right. ramp. He's like, "Well, I, I mean, I don't." I, I like, mean, yeah, I don't. I don't believe in the chosen one anymore either. He's like, yeah. "Shut up, Scoop! I didn't ask." And uh, here's, and I really like the scene coming up because, again, thank goodness for the Decepticons. I include the Constructicons in that, even though whatever. Um, they saved these books. Um, Galvatron's like, Skywarp, where's Soundwave? I've not got all day to hang around, unlike some, which is a total <laughs> shitty thing to say to poor Skywarp, who was like hung up from the ceiling. Here's the thing. Of- I want yeah. to imagine that's the hundredth time he's heard that from Galvatron. <laughs> from just specifically Galvatron. He's, he's like, just like, not oh. all of us can hang around Skywarp. He's and like, oh every time Galvatron thinks he's hilarious. <laughs> and every time Skywarp is just like, please don't. Please just... Soundwave, quit bringing him in here. Yeah, and, it's like, Soundwave, just go to him from now on. Please, please just go see him. Uh, and I do love that Soundwave's response is, hey, don't taunt him. Like, he's he's given up a lot here. He's And I'm like, yeah, Soundwave, you sweetheart. I appreciate that. And Galvatron's like, oh, I was just joking. He's totally doing that. It was just a joke, bro. Come on. Lighten up, Soundwave. Don't take everything so seriously. God. He's totally just joking. Fucking outrage culture. <laughs> And Soundwave's like, oh my god, anyway, I have to go. I have a so bar I- mitzvah to attend. <laughs> they both, he and Optimus both got the invitation. Hopefully they're not going to show up in the same outfit. Right, yeah. exactly. Um, and so uh, Galvatron's like, what, I do oh, love- what do I care? Right, He's. I do love the way he frames this. Galvatron, you're such a shit. He's like, listen, Soundwave, we're not Autobots. <laughs> At least most of us aren't. You don't have to fucking come ask me for permission to go outside. Just go. I don't care. Uh, uh, and and he's like, okay, thanks for that. I uh, appreciate it. Anyway, Skywarp, will you please teleport me? And Skywarp's like, yeah, I guess. I still hate this, by the way. This is still torture. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Every moment is a death for me. <laughs> I do like that uh, as Galvatron is seeing him off, he says good hunting, which is the same thing that Cosmos said to Skywarp or oh, to side, side swipe right, and right. sky links. Those are the ones I want. Um, yeah, a little parallel there. Um, and immediately Galvatron's like, okay, dad's gone. So listen up. <laughs> Who knows about Spike? The human w- wiki called Spike, which I like that Galvatron doesn't understand human names. It's <laughs> so that's a good way to phrase that. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, and so now we know, cause he's like, he may have knowledge of an artifact, a trinket that may aid us in our pursuit of, uh, of, Gestalt. uh, I mean, 
totally a freedom and a, and equality. That's totally what I meant. Um, and he's like, listen, let's, I want some people to go find w- Wiki Spike. We're going to torture him until he answers us. And then I'll just kill him. But not fast. You know, he doesn't deserve that. Which I'm like, you, yeah, sure. Um, and I do love, you know, he's like, uh, do any of you want to come? And the cassettes are so good here. Uh, Rumble's like, listen, I don't want to speak for everybody. But Frenzy's like, uh, we're all coming. All of us <laughs> cannot fucking wait to go murder that dude. Uh, and they're like sitting around playing cards. Yeah. I love it. It's adorable. It's like look, at, look at the birds with the cards in their beaks. They have their cards in their beaks. How it's cute. so cute. It's so cute. We have Blitzwing there. He's got his cards up to his face. And they're <laughs> all like, yeah, let's go get that dude. Uh, man, Spike, everybody knows you blow, dog. They all know. Like, it is not a secret. It is not a secret to anyone that Spike with Wiki. Oof, yeah, that dude sucks. That dude so, sucks. He really does. Uh, and you know, if Galvatron, who also sucks, is like, eh, let's go kill that guy. And Prowl, who also sucks, is like, yeah, <laughs> let's go kill that guy. Yeah, you're probably pretty fucking bad. But that'll do it for 35. And our really just super short, quick. Right. Sorry, this episode was just, I I feel like we really deprive people of content here. Yeah. Next time, next time, we'll make sure. To, we'll get you. Yeah, we'll really double up. Um, and next time we will be discussing More Than Meets the Eye 36, 37, and 38. And those are some really, really great issues. I love those bots. I'm sure many of you are excited about talking about these issues. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about talking about those issues that I haven't read, but I just like doing it. I was going to say, you, you're going to be excited, I promise. Um, is it finally questions? an all world issue? Ooh, I can't say. Oh boy. Oh boy. I'm excited <laughs> I that finally there's... Whirl and Megatron will kiss. <laughs> oh man. Somebody who's better at drawing robots than me should draw that. <laughs> um, or it could have been our album art. Huh. Anyway, are there any questions? Anything I can, like anything that we didn't address uh, think of or no you know what i think i got it all covered i think i understand everything that happened and uh, <laughs> especially now that we have gone through it all that was yeah a big good help. good i'm glad um I if any... all of our dear listeners uh, right got something if... out of this as well i hope so too uh yeah uh thanks for listening to this whole show and if there are any questions um as always please feel free to tweet at the show at me what have you so Again, this was a fun one. Tweet us YouTube links for what songs you think Wasp and Nader and yes. Skybiter singing. I want to know. I'm, I genuinely do. Um, and yeah, that'll do it for us this week. Uh, I, think, uh, I think so. How about those uh, Transformonauts? What songs do we think they like the most? Transformonauts, one thing I know about you, huge Guns N' Roses fans. Hey, I get it. I get it. Transformonauts want you to take them down to the Paradise City. Where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. Uh, Transformonauts, I know you guys like to do a little bit of uh, Axl Rose voices when you're singing. I went out to karaoke with the Transformonauts once. They can do the knees thing in Welcome to the Jungle. It's pretty cool. Yeah, but I don't mean to brag, but they, they learned it from me. Isn't that right? That's impressive. Thank Good you. Job. Thank you. Uh, we like to sing together. We like to... Lots of, lots of 80s and... 
you know, sure. 90s. That's the good stuff right there. Transformonauts get hair bands. Yeah. Transformonauts love hair bands. Transformonauts love hair. It's weird. It, yeah, that's pretty weird.